Hey everybody, welcome to episode 135 of Video Game Apocalypse. Mm. I, as always, am your terrifying host, Michael Raparas. I get too close to children! No, I don't. Uh, who else is here with me? It's... Christopher Booberry and Henry Gulbert. Gilbert. Ah. You didn't want to take Fruit Root? Uh, yeah. Dave Count Chocula Rudden. Right. I'm, I'm the main event in this <laughs> God, I feel like a bully. These now. cereals are terrifying. <laughs> you have to be old enough, Fruit Proof. He was not yeah. part of the. It was he, Yummy Mummy. He's pre Yummy Mummy. Yeah. This corn syrup is lethal. <laughs> now you can only get blueberry or booberry, Frankenberry, and chocolate. But it was taken it. off the market for being dangerous Sp- for spooky chemical reasons. <laughs> uh, I, they're on the shelf now. I think with DC artists doing the. No, the that cover. was last year. This My year. Mistake. It's, it's, I'm old. It's made in a vat in Transylvania. I like that they, you know, they they know the kids don't want to buy yeah, monster right. cereals oh, in God, February. Maybe yeah, it's a big gay so. bat shit in a pile of cornmeal. Count Chuck. That's why I just have five. I just have fiber one cereal now. No, oh, no sugar. You really are a brand loyalist. Gross. My bathroom is a constant testament. <laughs> Uh, so this is a show about video games, I <laughs> promise, uh, as I so often do at the beginning of these rambly shows, but uh, we are continuing with our Halloween theme this week because uh, it's still October. I don't know if y'all have noticed. Games. What? I we're going to do top five cereal games. Number one, Chex Quest. Yeah, Number two, damn it. why didn't we do Cheerios that? Kids. Number, Number three, Chester Cheetahs Revenge. Cheetahs are cereal. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> you cereal. could eat them with milk. Mm. I imagine they dissolve. Oh, God, that's so gross. <laughs> Just that's think so about gross. it. Wilting Neanderthal clubs covered with nacho powder <laughs> at the bottom of your bowl. It's so sick. Imagine <laughs> dipping a spoon in and raising it to your mouth. Imagine that taste. Yes. This is a pretty horrifying list here. It would yeah. like- oh, this is possibly our most horrifying list. I want to say horrifying and not terrifying because this is something I've been hanging on to for a while, ever since a certain Rick and Morty episode oh, about God. Cronenbergs. <laughs> This is top five Cronenbergs <laughs> in video games. You totally Cronenberg. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Michael. <laughs> I tried to find sound clips of that, but uh, guess what? Adult Swim is very protective of oh, its you stuff get on YouTube. Up, like, uh, by three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, it at one point. But then five who, already, who, who wants <laughs> to hear about like oh, there's an entire planet of Cronenbergs, Rick? Oh, I'm sure glad you found this planet of Cronenbergs is after that? we fucked up our Cronenberg planet. Anyway, yeah, Cronenberg's. Yeah, so Cronenberg's named after David Cronenberg. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) AIDS! That's my favorite of his catchphrases. So Cronenberg's are bizarre body horror monsters. You look at Cronenberg's films, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever the hell that guy becomes in existence, Mm -hmm. or uh, the typewriter beetles in uh, Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch. That's one of the most interesting adaptations of all time. I can think of two things wrong with that title. (laughs) (laughs) The Fly. Uh, Of course The Fly. Also Farrell and New Flesh uh, Videodrome. One of Tyler's favorite Did you know that the, you know... I think everybody here knows that Mel Brooks was involved. He was a producer on The Fly. Uh, I didn't know that. But he didn't want to be known for that. He was like, no, I, if people see my name on it, it'll ruin the thing. Same with Elephant Man. He was producer on really? Elephant Man. Got it made. I, I did know that, actually. Well, because his wife's in it, too. Yeah. But, yeah, he got it made, but was like, I don't want... People see it as a Mel Brooks film, it'll hurt the film. God, Mel 
Brooks have Kern- a beautiful uh, wife. Cronenberg seems to have a real thing for body horror uh, and body horror monsters, as evidenced by uh, Eastern Promises. If you see that, you know Viggo Mortensen looks really weird in the shower. Oh yeah, longest but, longest <laughs> dick waving fight scene of all time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so these are monsters that just look like horrifying mutations of the human form. Like you can kind of spot some humanity in there, but it's like under layers oh, of man. really gross stuff. Think think Tetsuo at the end yeah. of Akira, uh-huh. like just a bunch of weird uh, structures that don't occur in the human body and look really gross. <laughs> Two kids, uh, the Trapper Keeper monster from South Yes, Park. there you go. Or like, uh, you it's know. It's also how you know 2001, you fucking millennials. Look, look up lamprey disease on the internet, except don't. But, uh, that, you know, that's an example of what we're talking about. Just horrific things that happened to the human body yeah. or that, that, with Photoshop. Fingers uh, crossed, Blue Stinger, Blue Stinger, Blue Stinger. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> Who the Michael fuck played Blue Stinger? Yeah. The only Dreamcast game. Michael's just going to stop the podcast now yes, and be like, I'm gonna, nope, we got to play Blue nope, Stinger. we got to play Blue Stinger, find sounds. Really? See if it should fit And then here. I'm going to chastise you for not bringing it up it's when I was asking noise. you guys for suggestions. <laughs> anyway. I think I need control of the sound. Let's jump in with... <laughs> Number five. I'm guessing you guys don't know what this thing is, but uh, it sounds Poseidon gross. Adventure. Wait. I'll give you another hint. For the ruinous fault of gluttony are these sad souls broken by the rain and the mud. This Dante's Inferno. Yes. Oh, oh fuck. We, why are we talking about that today on the why stream? Were we? we were talking Jesus. about because it had a terrible anime. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for a later That's list. another top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worst anime based on... Well, like, yeah, everything... Like, so many things that didn't need an anime got an anime. Mm-hmm. Halo anime, mm-hmm. Mass Effect anime... Yeah. No, uh, I just, wanna, I, which I only noticed because I was looking for scary movies on Hulu. Hulu. And, like, Hulu. scariest streaming service. Because it's selection... Is garbage. The top of the list it's is garbage. It's criteria. It's like and it's criteria. It's like an old Japanese black and white movie in Dead Space regeneration. Oh boy! <laughs> like why? But if you watch that all the way to the end, you get DLC codes, right? I. Uh, news to me. Uh, you should have watched House on there if they got Criterion. Ooh. Not not the show, but I would watch the, the, the yeah. 80s House movie. Oh no, in, House yeah. of the Japanese movie. Yeah, how better? Oh yeah, Chris, that movie were, makes no goddamn sense. That played at the Castro, but you were so drunk. Okay, oh, back on topic. Oh, sorry, Bring sorry. it back around. <laughs> and Dante's Infernal is not a great game. No, but this was a great monster. What is that beast below? Cerberus, the great worm, as a dog that craves barking. Then grows quiet when he snaps up his food. So are the foul faces of the demon Cerberus, who thunders over these souls. So Cerberus generally is a three-headed, sometimes fire-breathing dog, right? Yeah. Voiced Pretty, by John Benjamin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Dante's Inferno's Cerberus is not that. Uh, it is a giant. It, it looks like a flattened face, like a flattened human face with like a couple of arms sticking out of the sides, hmm. and it opens its mouth. And these three tongues come out, which are covered in uh, toothy mouths mm. and have, like, gross beards. And uh, <laughs> so these, beards. these three tongue heads just sort of uh, gnash at you, and, and you have to kill them. Okay. And it's, it's like a, a really fucking gross monster. <laughs> which one is voiced by Robin Williams? All of them. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> which level Whoa. of hell is this one? <laughs> this is gluttony. Oh, this okay. is the gluttony circle of hell. Of course. So, uh, of course, they, they make Cerberus very gluttony-themed in that, like, He's he he's a cross between a fat man and Mr. Blobby, 
who has he's just all tongues and mouths. You know Mr. Blobby, right? The fish? Uh, uh, the Blobfish. It's on the internet. Okay. Uh, Google. Look up I'm, I'm bad with memes nowadays. I did not know look at those. It looks like a head a without ago. a skull. It just sort of sags and frowns. That's what Cerberus is. And then he has three giant tongue heads that come out and they, they snap at you while you throw crosses at them. And you, I guess you just have to chop up the heads. Of one course, at a time yes, exactly. You've played a video game before. No, that's not. That's the Mr. number one Blobby. result for Blobby. Jesus. Oh, Mister Blobby. Yes. You guys. Well, speaking of gluttony, speaking do you formal. remember what the gluttony gift that we yeah, got? Yeah, I do. From it was disgusting. You're also talking about how oh, EA's God, yeah. like uh, marketing for this was weird. Oh, it, was it was way it was, out of the. It was over the line. a series of things to journalists, and every single time would be like, no thanks. Yeah. I don't want this giant cake. I just had lunch. Oh, that cake was so oh, that, delicious. It was and so cake. gross. It was delicious, but I when really had eating... to force myself to eat it. So they sent us a cake. I wanted oh, cake I, so bad. I, 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 I need to describe to this fucking cake. One Listen, of the best cakes I've ever eaten. Red velvet cake. Yes. But it was covered in fondant and looked exactly like an actual human leg. It had a marzipan yeah. skin, like very yeah. flesh real skin. skin. I yeah, I, th- I think that was fondant. Yeah. I think it was and marzipan. It, Let's it was it was covered in maggots. <laughs> yeah, like little little marzipan Delicious maggots, maggots. <laughs> and had marzipan bone in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like I had a slice of it sitting on my plate, and it really took it some doing so to gross. convince myself to put it in my mouth. You had to. Uh, that's the uh, first time you said that. Also, <laughs> but they uh, also had barbecue. I don't know if it was that same thing, but they also sent barbecue with it. They did. Yeah, I remember and the barbecue. Yeah, I was a I was a vegetarian at the time, so I was like. Well, this is kind of like hell, because everyone's enjoying this great meat, yeah, yeah. and I'm... I'm veggie again. Baby. I think I still have a bib from, from one of those things. Maybe well, veggie, also, but uh, EA has a delivery right now. Do Come you remember on the it? check they sent? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's they like a $200 check that they sent to journalists. Yeah, like, cash this in exchange for your soul. Yeah, it was like, if Gamer you cash this, here. if you cash this, you're greedy. If you don't cash it, you're wasteful. I'm like, uh, how about not- if we just frame it? Yeah. I, nobody took my advice. I'm like, yes, let's cash it and give it to a charity immediately and yeah. publicize that we did. We Our, were going to do that to that game mm-hmm. pro, but we're like, you know what? We're going to have to walk all the way to the bank. <laughs> Oh, and this was sloth. The, yeah. the secret. Uh, See, our, our boss was just like, eh, and just threw it away. Yeah, he did the same. He yeah, did the business two, a while. That two hundred dollars is collecting interest in EA's bank. Uh-huh. Destructoid did like I remember they cashed it, and then they like made a fun video where they just bought like a bunch of M and M's or something. Yeah, yeah. EA, uh, yeah, EA's PR in two thousand nine. No, hey, hey, you were scoffing at that in hindsight. That was, awesome. about. that was awesome. That was awesome. More awesome than that. That was awesome. See, if you'd gotten it now, it would have been awesome. Well, not now, but just even then, we were like weirded out and like, you're putting us in a weird position and we get yeah. that you want us to write about your fucking gifts. Yeah, if you want to give us $200, just make it in free drinks. But still, God like, having it. worked on the other side before, like, like sending people stuff that's just funny and weird mm-hmm. is a really cool thing to put thousands of dollars behind. Yeah. Um, I love to. I, oh, I wish it was in the position to do I like when they sent us By the way, patrons yeah. expect some posters soon. Actually, man, oh, remember when uh, this was before you sent me Capcom? They mm. sent us like two, two or three years in a row Christmas popcorn, like chocolate covered co- popcorn. Mm. One Japanese developer sent me a $50 gift card for Pottery Barn. <laughs> and that was the most I thought, like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. I'm giving it to my girlfriend, and it's never been used. Mm. So I am 100% uh, ethical cleanse. Still counts as accepting a gift. So no? That's, no? Yep. So that's quite a Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Thanks for changing the subject yeah, to every given opportunity. You knew full well when you started this, you're the only one who's played Dante's Inferno. That's true. <laughs> no, I played uh, played the first two levels, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Once I played, I was like, no, this is exactly God. You know what your problem is, Dante? Yeah, much. <laughs> it's that giant scythe you're waving around. Oh, day long. You and your fucking inferno. <laughs> I played the lust level. I remember that. And that's oh, about yeah. What's the boner? boner? The monster's yeah, coming out of tits. Like, I spent all was, my time just staring at the walls. and Dave's uh, headline was uh-huh. so much titty. Yeah. And like walking up to the walls and slapping the walls. And then you realize, oh, shit, yeah. I'm playing Duke Nukem forever now. <laughs> uh, the areolas oh. taste like snozberries. <laughs> <laughs> the snozberries taste like weird stripper flesh. Was that a clit originally in uh, his book? Um, what? No. Uh, was, no? Uh-uh. No, he wrote a second book. Um, what's his nuts? Rolled all. Yes. Where, That's what not, were the, what what? The Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. No, no, there no, were no. no clits in that. Like way later on, and then he, no. refer, he referred to a sexual. The, there were no the, clits in the BFG yes, either. Was. It, was in the, it was definitely the BFG. <laughs> it was definitely the BFG. Number four. <laughs> Humanity is stagnant. Dying, I would give it one body, one mind. Think about it. No more conflict, no more disease, no more No suffering. more teachers' dirty looks. Don't you see? <laughs> I'm giving it a second chance. Enough of your fucking weird fucking rambling shit. <laughs> oh, I know you guys know who this is. No it's, idea. He's like one of the only playable Cronenbergs. Ooh, never dead? No, but that's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's not really a Cronenberg. That's a guy who falls apart. Um, Every now and then he falls apart. Cronenberg. Turn around. Um, suffering? Uh, no. No, it's not really. Cronenberg. Torque's not a Cronenberg. Um, something in an name. M-rated game? Where let me let me know. give you guys another hint from the same cutscene. You're going to tell me, either on your own, or after I skull fuck you and drain your memories out the hole. <laughs> Scary. I don't Boy. know what this is. That is uh, Alex Mercer and oh, John Heller oh. from Prototype oh, 1 Prototype. and 2. Yeah. Yes. Jesus, I had no idea it went so dark. I just thought it was like a superhero open world game. Man, that was a forgettable mm. game, wasn't it? No, not for me. No? Because I'm the only one who played and enjoyed it, I no, think. No, I loved it at the time, yeah. and I played the second one. Like, Why did they think this would be fun a second time? Well, it, it was, was The second one was a bit better. I don't think people gave it credit for I the thought, changes it made. I thought it was funny they came out... I think within a month of uh, the, the open world Spider-Man, and game. they're so they're like, so yeah. really similar. Activision two. Well, it was one. this? It was the same people mm-hmm. who did it. I think it was. Well, Shaba helped the. No, it was um. Ah, oh, goddamn! I can't remember. No, it was Radical. Wasn't it? Radical. It was, yeah, ra- yeah, it was Radical. They did Kojima. that. Well, they they done Scarface. The world is yours. Mm. And then they went on to do. Uh, I think they'd worked on like Incredible Hulk: Ultimate Destruction. That was their claim oh. to fame. And so yeah. then their next game, they're like, let's make Hulk, but he can cut up people into shreds. Let's do that yeah. too. So Alex Mercer, basically, his arms are Cronenberg's, in that like he can, <laughs> he like he he transforms sense. them, and they just like flow with all these weird black tendril structures. Yeah. And tendril and, uh, and his wife is in his arm. Right? No. No, that's, right. that's uh, Chris's former employee. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Why is that going to be attributed to me? I didn't make that stupid decision. Yes, you did. I did not. You're like, you know what? The, the, the arm should be his wife. I never said that. I'm yeah. not on record saying that. Yeah. Uh-uh. I was against that. Yep. Your name's in the credits <laughs> for that reason. Yep. 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 Uh, so Alex Mercer can turn his arms into uh, big knives and uh, like... Wrecking balls, hammers, and, yeah, hammers. But they're like they're big balls where his hands should be. Of course, they're, they're like wrecking yeah, balls. Yeah, it was so strange. He had those powers even when like 
Web of Shadows, the Spider-Man game, is about having symbiote powers. So, yeah. you, like, black tendrils fly out of Spider-Man's arms, too. It's, it's just, true. It's so But to be fair, strange. Hank, the tendrils could be any color. It's, it's also yeah. pretty gross because Alex Mercer keeps ignore, uh, absorbing people. Mm-hmm. So he'll grab them and, like, rip them in half. But yeah. it's not as gory as it could be because, like... As he's tearing them apart, like, the pieces of them are just absorbed into his skin by all the little tendrils that are swimming around. Mm -hmm. And he fights things that are, like, way grosser than he is all the time. Who's that? That's Green. Elizabeth Green. Elizabeth Green was one of the the big bads in uh, Prototype 1. Mm. She was like this heavily infectious woman who, uh, like all these viruses that were infecting Manhattan came from. And uh, at that point that I just played, she has like taken on a completely monstrous form. She's like a huge oval with like a bunch of mm-hmm. spikes sticking out of it w- at weird angles and like what looks like an asshole in the middle ah. but she's uh, like suspended inside the asshole her her <laughs> human body like axel from twisted metal <laughs> kind of yeah actually and so you have to fight this monstrosity called elizabeth green and uh, yeah there's like a bunch of weird moments yeah. where like she just Starts puking on the floor, and like another, like a clone of herself forms from that puke and attacks you. But it's it's beefier and like eight feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Reminds me of that uh, DMC uh, boss, who I don't think is a Cronenberg, but looks like one. Which one? The big ass baby? No, the the lady who would curse at you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The succubus. Yeah, See, succubus. That whole level and I'm sorry for this Chris because I know you personally I designed it. But uh, and it's all your fault. You didn't God personally it. design it. They just uh, shot, no. saw Chris with his shirt off and that like, oh, whole okay. level was basically the Slurm oh, Factory episode of Futurama. God damn it. Oh wait, yeah. Wait. Fuck. God damn. I'm done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> done. <laughs> you know what? Remember we all remember the great infamous prototype wars? Yeah, Prototype, prototype Infamous, and now and nobody cares prototype. about either of those games. I'm going to reverse that and say now Infamous is no. better. No, no it doesn't well. matter. They're both dead. No, <laughs> Infamous was a totally real game in the last year. While meanwhile, Prototype got dumped into is gone. Dumped onto new. No, it got dumped onto new gen with no that's promotion true. at all. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah. it, it did get a next. Isn't one. And Second two. Son was not that big of a release, wasn't it? Like a DLC thing? No, or whatever. No, 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 no. First Light. No, First Light. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking of. The PS4 mm-hmm. one. But first Light was like the uh, Undead Nightmare to uh, RDR. But that's the only one that came out on PS4. Second Son's PS. Yeah. But no, Infamous Second Son was good, but the first Infamous I did not like at all. I was not like you know it was okay, in, but it had a lot of problems, and everybody was creaming their jeans over. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of a boring game that's extremely repetitive, and I keep sticking to things the wrong See, way. That's how I remember Prototype now, because it gave you so many powers mm-hmm. so early on that it didn't really feel earned or like. I, it, well, it gave you a ton of powers, but then it's like, okay, now we're pulling back time for a little bit and you don't have these powers and mm. you have to earn them again. Mm, I should play Infamous again. Which I won't, so I guess you're yeah. right. Boy, you, Infamous 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. But you, you were the sole person reviewing that during E3, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the review embargo. I was trying to bring a PS3 with me. The like, review embargo lifting while we're in Sony's press yeah, conference. That was, like, that was what the fuck are you so doing? Terrible. Yeah, you put too much pressure on yourself. That, I yeah. Mean, I, was gonna say, I, did. I do that it, a lot, At actually. the end of the day, here we are removed from this. Like, do, does it matter it that doesn't it was matter. four days separate? It's the same with, like, when I went to TGS for the second time, mm-hmm. I 
needed to write a story about a newly revealed PS3 version, uh, a version of the system, or I could just not care about it and enjoy an, an afternoon at the Miyazaki Museum. Mm-hmm. And I made my choice to just enjoy my afternoon. Oh boy, which and one get do you regret? Out by my boss and, uh, and barely even did. So yeah, I made the right decision. Oh boy, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, this, back to prototype. prototype. I I vastly preferred prototype because I could pick a person up literally run up the side of the Empire State yeah. Building and then suplex them from the top of it to the bottom mm-hmm. and uh, smash a bunch of cars and repeat the process. You could carry a pair of twins up the Twin Towers. No, yeah. you couldn't. Well, you could. <laughs> that was a bit after 9-11. Played Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. <laughs> Although, did you do this? Like there were, there were a bunch of open world games set in Manhattan, which was, I think, part of the reason mm-hmm. some people didn't well, like we, prototype. We played Web of Shadows, which... Yeah. Which harmed my memories of prototype. So every Spider-Man game set mm-hmm. in Manhattan, yeah. every open-world Hulk game set in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and uh, prototype also set in Manhattan. So it was kind of old, old Hatton by then. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but did you guys ever like go to roughly where Ground Zero was in these games and try to find like yeah, is, I think what's I must there? Have at one point, and I remember uh, this is the frowning Donald Trump, Incredible Hulk <laughs> Ultimate, or no, the the. The Hulk game for the Sega one, the Sega one, mm-hmm. yeah, I think was the only one where like I actually went and like found the pit where they were yeah. building and like holy shit, that's actually what's there. Yeah, oh. like now. I'd seen it like the previous year. Even and, now, we're recording this from the future. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I've, you get there, Hulk kneels and cries. Calvin mm-hmm. like, uh, decals. You're thinking of Doctor Doom from it's like comics, it's like Crime means. Alley from uh, from Arkham City. Then I was actually thinking of those and... those Calvin decals. You see, not the pissing one, but the sad one. I like the one where oh, he's the praying. Praying, oh, praying, 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 yeah, yeah. praying Calvin. I've yeah. seen him crying over Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Jesus. Uh, Bill Watterson be proud. Uh, <laughs> you know, Radical, yeah, poor Radical, they put out Prototype 2, and I think within like a couple months there was a, quote, significant uh, I think, reduction I think it was staff. actually right before the game came out. Mm-hmm. Because they knew what was, they saw the pre-orders, like, yeah, this yeah. isn't going to sell. That was the first enough. place ever, like, First studio I ever visited that got shut down later. Well, it's technically, a good studio. it still exists. Uh, it is a support team for Call of Duty and doesn't work on their oh, own good. games anymore. That seems like a great use of their talents. Uh, though people also mentioned, I, this was a theory I hadn't heard before until reading in the Wikipedia page, that there was a huge downturn in most Vancouver development studios, like a bunch of Vancouver. Propaganda, there's a studio I visited that's one, now closed. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Vancouver maybe closed its tax breaks or whatever and uh, shut down. That's that's, that's my off-the-cuff guess. It's like X-Files mm-hmm. left. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Atlanta is the new oh, Vancouver right. in terms of film shooting. Right. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's way Marvel shooting all their films right now. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So this is one Cronenberg that has taught us a lot about the <laughs> Miyazaki Museum <laughs> and the games industry. Hey, but uh, made an okay. But podcast. he also he also fought a lot of really gross monsters. Uh, yeah, they're just I, I remember just, just gross shit all over the place I in that know, game. I remember them so polygonal and. I don't know. I don't know. There's it, my memories are. It was a 2009 game. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I don't know why it. it I remember it like an Xbox original game, but I do. All those amorphous blobs. Yeah, was, just, but, yeah. but the number of people you'd see on screen in the city. I remember Michael did a really good article when it came out next to Web of Shadows and some other game of like comparing the New Yorks, like which had the best New York. Like let's go. That to was Central a great Park. idea. Did I do that? that? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. New York is the most New York? <laughs> <laughs> it's Trump's new. Boy, Michael did something. Michael good Mickey Rabares. I did. I'll just take credit. I don't <laughs> even remember it. 
Well, I'd look it up on an old website, but I bet it's invisible yeah, now. Probably. <laughs> probably written by Like everything I've ever contributed. I, no, I would bet it's just been redirected to Best New Yorks or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah probably. Ten Best New Yorks. Anyway. <laughs> Number three. Whoa. Do not waste my time with talk. There is much talk. And I have listened through rock and metal and time. Now I shall talk, and you shall listen. And that is probably the grossest thing ever to have lines in yeah. a video game. Yeah. Dave, you want to tell us what this is? This is well, it's got Keaton motherfucking from, David. This is the mm-hmm. Satan from the Mark Twain claymation movie. You're close. Not, it's, a, it's got Keaton motherfucking David. In the that they were, they were mm. probably both came from Seattle. It's the yes. flood from it's Halo. It's the flood. It's it's specifically uh, the grave uh, mind from uh, Halo Two uh, speaking uh, with the Arbiter. That guy sucks. Who <laughs> Arbiter? What, the Arbiter? The, no, the, the grave mind man. Uh, oh, yeah. the flood sucks in general. I hate like they, yeah. are they not in like Halo They're, Four? They are like, dead. Like they they uh, died in three God. and they haven't appeared. Those wow. enemies were the worst. And thank you for putting it yeah. on the list. Uh, but they, but they, basically, they, they basically turn Halo into a zombie game every yeah, time they show nice up. It was a nice surprise in the first game. Yeah. I will but, say that. Less they, so in the second the, and third ones. Yeah, but they turn... And it, they, they, like the, the main flood enemy I remember are the, like the big bulbous ones that when you shot them, all the parasites would pop out. Ooh. And those parasites, it would only take like two of them to kill you. Mm-hmm. They were super frustrating to fight. Yeah. But those things are like really gross. Again, again with the tendrils, yeah. like those seem to be a, a structure that... A lot of Cronenbergs have in yeah. common, yeah. But they have those weird little like, games. like if you ever look at a barnacle, like the when the <laughs> things that barnacle puts out, that like the the flood looks like that. It's yeah. it's putting barnacle tendrils out from human bodies, and it's really disturbing it looks to look like at. An ass polyp, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but there are like some more standard uh, flood soldiers that are just. They're like UNSC mm-hmm. soldiers that With guns have, and yeah, and they can shoot at you, but not that well. Yeah. But they've got like their faces like grafted onto their shoulders and weird shit like that that you expect out of a Cronenberg. Hmm. Um, so, so you find out that like the the halos themselves. Mm-hmm. Are uh, what? Why is that fun? Sorry, we streamed Halo today. That's yeah. And we were we were just talking before the show about how Halo's story doesn't fucking no, no. But like everybody kept putting in different quotes in the article. Like, (laughs) who are you? You're you're a real badass. My name is Halo. <laughs> so so when you say like oh the halos are we kept joking well about halo that. seems like a pretty cool guy it kills aliens and doesn't afraid of anything <laughs> but <laughs> so the what the fuck was I saying the halos are set up as weapons specifically to destroy the flood but they destroy like huge chunks of the galaxy along with them what a halo was. Right. So you're halo. trying to not get the halos to fire. I, you're right. I just totally forgot. Three, yeah, that's why they blow up a halo at the end I of the know. first and third uh-huh. one. To yeah. prevent the, um, it's on the cover the first couple games, for fuck's sake. What is wrong with me? What's the name of that dude who's the Arbiter's boss Mr. who wants Chief. to kill everything? He's the um, uh, Mr. Alien guy. Uh, I'm the one who'd know the I don't know why I'm asking. It's Siri or Fozzie. I can't. It, the, uh, the flood get revealed in a way that I think is pretty common to monsters like this. You got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Boy, you always got a bad feeling about Captain something. Started. Can you hear me? What's going on, soldier? I like to think that that was like one of them was burrowing into his shoulder. It sounds like a Pat Oswalt sketch. I'm being attacked by a new enemy who looks really cool. 
What? I don't know what's happening because you're not being articulate over this broadcast. <laughs> 2001 voice acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Flood, I never even considered them a Cronenberg just because I identify the Yeah, the, but then the you highest. go look at them and they're definitely Cronenbergs. No, yeah, and especially the Gravemind I just think of as Audrey too, not a, not a Cronenberg. <laughs> but, yeah. It's also like the chummiest Cronenberg you will ever hear short <laughs> of Alex Mercer maybe. Fate had us meet as foes. But this ring will make us brothers. With this ring, I thee wed. I wish he had said, this made us foes, but this ring will make us bros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. And by the way, he bros. If I remember correctly, he's saying that while he has Arbiter in one tendril and yeah, Chief yeah, in the yeah. other. And it's just like looking back and forth. Well, I'm playing is- with my action figures. I'm gonna make them kiss. <laughs> that really was the like... That was the moment where I turned my back on the story campaign of two. I was like, nah, just let's just go online. I don't need any yeah. more of this story. Um, but yeah, the, the grave mine is also really gross to look at because it's it's this giant Audrey two made out of corpses, mm-hmm. and it's got a giant gross toothy mouth uh, surrounded by big uh, flower petal lips, <laughs> and uh, is nasty. Why am I hard? I don't know. <laughs> can I can I make you harder by uh, pointing out which mm. I failed to do in the last entry that Alex Mercer. Is actually a living virus. He's not Alex Mercer at all. He's a virus he's with Alex Mercer's memory. Spoilers. Swamp Thing Syndrome. Is that why he's dead in two or not dead? I guess that's why he's the bad guy in two. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He's the main villain in two. I do want to say how, how happy and comfortable I am with the, the appropriation of Cronenberg as like just a wonderful a verbi noun. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like this is this is great. He well, deserves it. Yeah, Rick and Morty, when they did that, it's like, that makes such perfect sense. Cronenberg's. I, I instantly not, understand what he's talking I about. I have not seen that, so every time you guys say it like this, it's kind of new to me, and I, I love it so much. Though I love Cronenberg like, so much. You brought up Kira before. Or, like Kiro's probably not influenced by the fly. I think that the the development time is probably that close that that was just a, an a equally disgusting idea. The comic, mm-hmm. the comic was. Oh, yeah. the comic was also disgusting. Katsuhiro Otomo is uh, an amazing artist and draftsman. Why are we calling them Otomenbergs? Well, Otomenbergs? <laughs> because if Cronenberg being to it still, I think Cronenberg. Cronenberg was early eighties. Disgusting Akira for a was long mid-80s. time. Hmm. Kira was like 89, wasn't it? Well, the anime was. was. Oh, yeah, manga yeah, yeah. is like 86. All right. So let's, let's talk about anime and manga. Let's, let's talk about another game that had an anime made out of it. Oh. Number two. Really every game. Where, where am I? All right, I, I know you're confused right now. But I can explain everything, but you got to trust me, okay? Listen, you're in terrible, terrible danger. <laughs> Number two. Number one. It's all Cronenberg. It's one of the best openings ever. Henry, don't interrupt my beautiful clip to <laughs> criticize the placement on this list. Well, I don't know what's number one, so I thought, but yeah. but what is this number two? It's Dead Space. Mm. Ah. That's the intro to De- Dead Space 2, which is yes. one of the best intros ever. Because, so you're being yeah. woken up by this guy. Mm-hmm. Isaac Clark is being woken up by this guy who's come to rescue him. And as he's listen, talking about talk, him... You can talk in this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and Isaac Clark is in a straitjacket, so yes. he can't. he's in terrible danger. Uh-huh. But as as this guy is talking to him and saying, you're in terrible danger, there's like an, in, what, an, an infector, which are these... 
creepy. Like they look like they're uh, angels that bless you from the uh, Church of Scientology. They, they I look mean, like <laughs> they look like stingrays that float around on land, mm-hmm. basically, or possibly like parachutes or something gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but it crawls up on his back and injects him with the necromorph virus, and he instantly. Uh, his face comes apart and changes, and he he it leans tears in, and, in half. Yeah, it's super gross. Like that is has to be a record rate of infection for any disease. It's an amazing moment because you think the game is playing by the rules that an EA game normally follows. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the guy who's going to tell you where to walk to because this is the start of the game, and you need a you need demonstration. You still it still is a first level of a game where you're learning mm-hmm. how to do shit. Yeah. But you're immediately like taken out of your comfort zone like that. Like boom, mm-hmm. nope, no comfort at all. This guy's torn yeah. into pieces. Yeah. And it's it's a game like Dead Space is one of those games. Like there are two types of horror games generally. There's the powerless and the powerful. Dead Space is a powerful horror game where you have a bunch of guns and you can cut your enemies guns. to ribbons. They're right? all uh, like mining yeah. tools. Yeah, until true. three when and they're like, three. Yeah, they're guns. That's a shooter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck that, man. But uh, so, but but it starts you off completely powerless, and it's completely unexpected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's all downhill. Well, you know, in, <laughs> I think in Dead in Dead Space One, they do their best to move between powerful and powerless because hmm. you do improve your stuff and you're better at killing things. But it's get still to, get those little skull packs. It's still a pretty hopeless world you live in. in that That's one. true. Well, meanwhile, Dead Space. On the other hand, you can hopeless. stomp pretty much anything I indefinitely. Oh, yeah. I love just the stomping of like. But the Cronenbergs, everything's a Cronenberg in this. Like it's. Oh yeah. It's the first Dead Space is alien, except the aliens. There's no xenomorphs. Like the aliens are just mutated bodies made yeah. uh, created by. A monolith. Let's come yeah, on, guys. We mutated all know corpses almost exclusively. Hence, necromorph. Yeah. yeah, the the. But it drives you crazy until you die, and then when you die, then you transform yeah. into then this thing, creatures. This thing flops all over you, and you come back to life. Like giant giant the... spider legs uh, pop out of your shoulders, and uh, you attack people. And it's them. just made out of your bones. Like, it's mm-hmm. just transforming your body. But Dave, you had a joke you were about to say. I didn't say that sounds like me after a venti from Starbucks. Hey! <laughs> uh, your asshole must be rabid. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the thing... Coffee makes me poop. They were totally going for a Cronenberg vibe. Like, oh, that's yeah, exactly definitely. what they were going for. Dead Space is not, like super duper original but they they I knew how to it. mix and match all this stuff in great ways mm-hmm. they just took all these different sci-fi ideas 2001 alien yeah. cronenberg they hired Warnells to help with it too and it's just Did they yeah, really yeah he, was, he oh, wow. was involved in like the original story team well, i kind of feel like like the the lower tier necromorphs are more in the necromorphs, necromorphs. why they are you questioning that now I'm sure it's the proper pronunciation. It doesn't matter. Took you hours Who to cares? Who fucking you! cares? I've been saying necromorphs this whole time. You're only uh, saying I, that now. I felt now. awkward. I felt awkward in correcting Whatever. you. Whatever. Yeah. Necromorphs, necromorphs, it matters very little. But <laughs> You think you would have let me slide for that? <laughs> yes. What do you say? Necro- I let you slide for Hearthstone every fucking time you say it. Hearth? Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I'm just what, Southern, what man. I'm say, lazy. Do you say necromancer or necromancer? Necromancer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So the necromorphs. Necromorphs is more fun to say. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is that the lower (laughs) tier ones are much more like traditional Cronenbergs Mm -hmm. and that they're these mutated bodies that are horrific to look at and make you think about your own body changing that way. And it's like, oh, God, what if my fingers got really long and my hands split in half? There's one thing about Dead Space I'll never forget. And little hairs started sprouting out of the wound. It's, It's the armadillo babies. The armadillo mm. babies mm. with the peacock tendrils, oh, <laughs> like God, they are yeah. fucking everywhere. Those are and gross. Disgusting. Yeah, those are pretty gross. Well, I, I always associate the first Dead Space with my first year in the games press because I must have dealt with. I gotta take Dead, this series. I had to use no. I had to use get Dead Space images like eighty different times in my first <laughs> year there because they gave us such great assets of like here's the here's the picture of the this one necromorph with like his head with his mouth like cut it's like his mouth goes all the way to his ears and his head just flaps backwards and he's like you want to know how I got these scars (laughs) it's such a hideous thing hey quick aside I've seen these videos popping up of like hey it's Mark Hamill doing the speech from it's not Mark Hamill it's not Mark Hamill doing the speech from the Dark Knight it's an imitator doesn't sound much (laughs) like Mark Hamill and I'm annoyed that people get confused by that and keep sharing it on Facebook I don't want to see it anymore now you know. The hell? I don't know. Something's in the room with us. Jesus! Over fire! Over fire! Get power! Get power! Come on! Come on! Got it! Isaac, get the hell out of there! The doors unlocked! Run! Are you dead, Nicole? <laughs> Are you dead? Again, you're introduced to the monsters over the radio, basically. I forgot uh, that, that oh, game, like... Uh, Isaac never speaks. Oh, yeah. And then nope. the, the second one, he's a big, big old chatterbox. Mm-hmm. Really dumb. I, I mean, just like I do consider the first Dead Space, Dead Space, kind of sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of all the games in this list, is the only one I'll ever replay. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space. Yeah, why aren't they putting mm-hmm. that on an HD? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, he's like, "Let me tell you about space engineering." Ugh, That's Choose what I do. I, I, I also I have awesome a degree moments. from Space Polytechnic University. I'd um, even say three has like forty percent of a real good game yeah. in there. Yeah. But I, I would have liked his character better in Dead Space Two if he turned out to be like a space Hank Hill, like. Oh. I spell engineering and uh, engineering accessories. You tell you what. Plasma you see some propane on these. Plasma uh, cutter accessories. <laughs> that was yeah. the worst Hank Hill ever. But uh, yeah, like oh. you, I never really worst. got annoyed by it. But the first Dead Space, people always said like, people are just telling uh, Isaac to do chores for them. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, all they do is talk at him past the point of, like, you would have said something yeah. right now. Can you get me this regulator? Oh, wait, <sighs> they moved the regulator. Go to the other area. That, where that is one of the crappy things, things in the beginning of the game. Like, for the first, like, four missions, like, well, all you got to do is this one thing, then we can get out of here. <laughs> oh, that doesn't work either. All right, well, all you got to do is go to this next level. Once that's done, we'll definitely get out of here. Yeah, this woman screaming, help me, and then I had to stomp a hole in her chest so she wouldn't come back as a monster. And the cutting off limbs, nobody yeah. else has. In that's none of the true. Other that's that's a unique thing about the necromorphs yeah, yeah. is that you cut off their limbs rather than just headshots. aiming for the head no like you would with any other monster. It's the opposite of zombies. Yeah, though I wish they would have made that a little bit more mysterious. Because yeah. like, you literally walk into a room and it says, headshots don't work. you got to hit him in the limbs, And then you pick up a... Uh, a an audio file and some guy saying headshots don't work and it's like 
Well, then I guess I'm going to shoot their limbs. They were very worried. People, they weren't ready for the audience to. I suppose it out. I mean, that was clear to us because that, like, like maybe they, just they, learning for the first time, like shooting something in the head, and it's like, oh shit, it does not work. try something different. Well, the, the the second that you die because you didn't shoot the right place, like people are going to be like, this game fucking sucks. sucks. I'm going to go play Bejeweled on my phone. Blockbuster canceled because it's gonna, 2000 whatever. I'm going to tell all my friends not to buy this game because it's so dumb oh, on okay. MySpace. Yeah. I'm going to you, you you scoff at it, but that. Is what video game companies fear. Yeah, I'm going to write email on my iPhone 3G. Or not even that. Whatever mm-hmm. was before that. 2008. They, uh, yeah, they had an two. iPhone of some sort. You'd be surprised how, how many people are completely unwilling to give a game a chance. Welcome to the anyway. site, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Anyway, let's move on to... So you finally come. Doctor, we're here to collect the G-Virus sample. Sorry, but I won't just hand over my life's work. You might hit the sample. <laughs> Great voice acting, so it can only uh, be Resident Evil. Yes. Specifically, well, actually, this is uh, kind of a cumulative view of the entire Resident Evil mm-hmm. franchise, because especially beginning with number two, to a lesser oh, degree, yeah. number one, but every single... Final boss of every Resident Evil has been a super gross Cronenberg. Sometimes yeah, other bosses yeah. have too. Like two is the most Cronenbergian. Two, yeah. William, William Birkin, Birkin yeah. is a nasty piece of work. Mm-hmm. That he he starts out as like his head sort of shuffles off to the yeah. side and he gets like a big trapezoidal head that pops up and then like a a giant eye on his arm and then he like turns into this thing with all these weird little like tentacle teeth and yeah, in the in its chest. Well, in Code Veronica, though the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio type dude, oh, yeah. he really he really Ugh. gets Cronenberg. That guy was fucking annoying. That guy sucked. Yeah, just give me the two guns, asshole. It's like, wait, why you fucking die already, please? Like, I know you're doomed. Yeah, he's like, no, my two guns are cool, and you don't need that. You're not going to solve any puzzles with these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh look, he crashed through a window and dramatically saved the day again. I'm sure glad I didn't get to play that. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, what was oh Revelitons, right? Resident yeah. Evil Revelitons. Oh, yeah. Still in, funny. In that game, <laughs> I thought they weren't going to have a Cronenberg in it because you're like, oh, I'm finished on the boat. That's the end of the game. No, then you go to another mansion or, well, more like three rooms in a mansion, mm-hmm. and then you find another Cronenberg dude. The guy's mm-hmm. like, nope, I use the most awesomest virus ever, and I am now God, and then he Cronenbergs it up. Yeah. The, the, the villain, like the... There weren't really zombies in Revelations, right? They were they were kind of all. No, it was Revelitons was the return of zombies. But it, it, it they always it, look. They just look like weird slugs. Yeah, they were yeah. The first nothing. monsters you meet are those weird things with like the tube faces. Yeah, they because they're e- probably because they're easier to program and on a 3ds and mm-hmm. they don't have many features on them. Yeah, but yeah, they're just great. Zombies blobs. are really hard to program. But they seemed like they. I don't know. When I saw them, they were I mean, like the those. Again, gotta... Those were kind of Cronenbergian. <laughs> they looked like uh, human forms, but slightly yeah. mutated. Though also what happens to uh, what sex the sex symbol in mm. the in it the blonde girl who gets massacred early on in the game she gets Cronenberg too in Rebel Lightens. Uh What? what no, I don't like I these know games. I yeah, I, only so heard... I I do think it's weird that like the low level yeah. again I'm talking about low level it's the opposite of Dead Space where the low level things are just like zombies and dead things that move around mm-hmm. but then like the further you go up the chain like the grosser things get and. Often, the more sentience you find. What's so funny? Oh, I think you know. The American prevailing is a cliché that only happens in your Hollywood movies. 
You entertain me. To show my appreciation, I will help you awaken from your world of cliches. Ada, stand back. Love those crow noises. <laughs> I always, I got the feeling that they Cronenberg stuff up in Resident Evil because they get bored with like, nah, this will just be zombies again, only zombies. And then like two missions in, they're like, we need more than zombies. Yeah. This is boring if you're just gonna headshot everything. And those yeah. liquors are fucking cheap. I don't want them in any game. But the the Cronenberging of the bosses, it, like it gets weird. Like, can you imagine if like you're a human being and you're like, yes, I'm going to gain so much power. I'm going to turn into like a really gross colossus, mm. and, and I can apparently do this at will. Mm. Uh, I mean, the, like I think Resident Evil Six. There's the boss that uh, Leon has to fight repeatedly. Mm. That guy Simmons, who he seems to. Uh, like just rapidly gain mass for no reason. Like I'm a human now, and I'm now I'm a giant T-Rex made of meat. Oh. And now you shot me, and I'm a human again. He rapidly uh, gains mass, kind yeah. of like Carrot Top. Yeah, kind of. Or like <laughs> now, now I'm a rhinoceros made of meat. <laughs> we have one show where I'm we don't terrible. disparage Top. <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta. Guy deserves it. I, it's really weird that he looks so strong now. How dare he mm. change his image? Yeah. How much you threw, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> if only he was ten feet tall and made of meat. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of a Cronenberg, I'd I mean, say. He kind of, yeah. I mean, he, it's what know, happens I, when you splice a carrot with a man. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him and I worry that that could happen to me. <laughs> you guys are all aware that Carrot Talk got really buff for a while, right? Yeah. I hope so. Yes, yeah, so was still, he's, I think he's still pretty buff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go to his Las Vegas show. I contemplated it while I was at home, uh, while I was visiting my family. <laughs> What is this thing? Fire! Fire! Used to be a running theme. Son of a... I probably should have captured sounds from a prototype of Jesus. What is this thing? And also from Dante's Inferno, which would have been pretty great. Oh yeah, also in five. I was trying to remember the Cronenberg from five, but I think it's that annoying guy on the boat. He totally gets Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, and and um, fucking uh, what's his face? Uh, Wesker. Also, kind of Cronenberg's yeah, out at the end. I guess he just turns. And it's like he gets, he gets a Saiyan. he gets a Cronenberg arm. I think sort of like Krauser and Resident Evil Four. I suppose, but the other guy, the the annoying dude on the boat, he turns into like a full on monster and, and a pile of goo. I'm trying to remember annoying dude on the boat. I remember oh. like that New York accent. Hey, I ain't gonna let you guys do this in Africa. Ain't gonna, oh, ain't right, gonna turn yeah. into no Cronenberg. Yeah, like he's he's like some big water monster, and you have to fight him with like a shipboard machine gun, right? Yeah, yeah uh, God, that was dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah. The yep. game is dumb, Chris. <laughs> yeah. No, I know they're all dumb. I don't know why yeah. we're still talking. Chris Redfield about. punches a boulder. Yeah, it's all dumb. It's I, all, I, I love that it. boulder punching, yeah. man. Because those bosses are like the Cronenbergiest thing ever to happen to video games for the longest span of time. Amazing enemy design. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So that would definitely be a good reason for it to be the number one Cronenberg entry on the Cronenberg. Would. So all these games have inspired me to create a Cronenbergian game. 
It's called Cronenberger Time. <laughs> and in it, you make a hamburger out of various parts of the human flesh. Eh, interesting. And then it becomes a giant human hamburger. Look, I don't like this show being a dumping ground for your Twitter drafts. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care for that at all. But uh, Okay, uh, show fans, who would ret- retweet that? Who would fave that? <laughs> I'd fave it. I'd fave it. I would fave it, which, in my opinion, is practically an insult. Yeah, it is. Right. No way. That's want to let you know that I saw it, but I'm what? not going to show anybody. Else. I could at reply you with LOL, but doesn't the fave let you know better that I enjoyed uh, your comments? I would get rid of the faves tomorrow. Man. I came up with what I thought was just a brilliantly deadpan Twitter joke, and I, Diana improved on it in in like a second. Yeah, Diana will do Which that. was that my my joke was just uh, Twitter poll: Should this tweet be RT'd or faved? Uh, fave for RT, or fave for a favorite, and RT for RT. And she's like, No, it should have been. Favorite for RT and RT yeah. for favorite. Yep. Yeah. God she's damn it. She's a smart uh, comedy good. writer. Yeah, good she editor. is. She is. She's she's wasted on whatever it is she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's been our top five. We're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some new releases, some news, some other non-horror themed stuff. So stay tuned. <laughs> everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and just like every week, I'm here to comment on what these idiots chose for their top five. You want you want Cronenbergs? You should see what I see every night. I, as, as you know, I'm under Chris's porch, and I get a very clear view of the plumbing that extends out from under his bathroom, because that's in the open air for some reason, and his landlord has actually installed clear acrylic pipes with glitter on them that extend down from the toilet, and I see what comes out of there, and I tell you, the Cronenbergs on this list have nothing on what I see all the time. Anyway, the real reason I'm here is to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse. There are a bunch of very easy and fun ways to do this, probably the most fun. Take your phone or your computer and go on iTunes, that lovely Apple service, and subscribe to the show. Rate and review us. Leave us five stars. Let, let people know that we're amazing and that they should listen to us and not all those other awful podcasts that are run by people who aren't the hosts of this show. If you want to give some money to us, there are a bunch of ways to do that as well. You might have noticed LazerCompodcast.com has a bunch of Amazon links down the right side of the page. Click on one of those and uh, you know the drill by now. Type in something else you want because none of that shit is worth buying and we'll get a little cut of whatever you spend as long as it's in that same session or if you want to just pay money to us directly and get exclusive content you wouldn't otherwise go to patreon.com slash laser time and donate some money to the hosts who are playing sounds while i'm talking uh very inconsiderate of them but they deserve your support anyway and you'll get access to exclusive shows like talking simpsons with something awful.com writer bob Mackey. and of course just tell a friend which is free and it's, it's a great way to support us without spending any money just go up to a random friend and say hey friend oh Fuck, I forgot I play video games. I don't have any friends in real life. This is a terrible conundrum. And sit down and feel depressed. And then go on Twitter or Facebook or any of the places where you actually interact with people and say, Hey, everybody, you should listen to Video Game Apocalypse. It's a great show. Here's a link to the latest episode. It's fantastic. They talk about whatever the hell this episode is about. Say that. Say whatever the hell this episode is about verbatim. And you will not win a prize. All right, I'm getting the the wave to shut it down. So thanks for listening to me talk for roughly three minutes straight. And back to the show. And 
and welcome back to our exciting and sexy Whoa! second segment. <coughs> oh, wait, I, I had to bring something to that? Uh, you, you sounded like you were gonna. I was hype-manning you. No, oh, you're the I one see, who said it was exciting. The, oh. cr- the second segment is actually kind of a Cronenberg of uh, yes. topics, because we go from reviews to news and community. This mm-hmm. is gross. It's like a giant mutated it is, corpse. Is, it is segment. a sexy woman with a gigantic cock that is covered with asymmetrical purple tentacles. I'm glad you brought that back, because Dave, your save was two fox and friends. I and, could not, <laughs> I could not and stand I don't it. like it. <laughs> Alright, we should probably get off topic and get on to... Oh, so a uh, new Life is Strange episode Ooh, that I, happened. The Not quite any of them. Yeah. It's number five, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, hey, if you waited this long, wait till next month. And I bet it'll be on sale for like ten bucks for the full season. But it was Probably. twenty dollars for the full season. That's not. That's a great yeah, price. It's about. Part, well, it's about five bucks less than par for the course. No, yeah. it's not. Telltale like, is twenty five. It's, it's twenty five on sale if you get them the first week. And yeah. if, if you're getting on well, the consoles, yeah, well, kinda, I think the first episode is free. Every Telltale episode, like episode by episode, you I buy the first yeah. episode, then you get season pass. I just know by Steam, they're on sale the first week for twenty four ninety nine. They're thirty ninety nine, thirty twenty nine ninety nine normally. Life is strange. I've been dying to get into. Yeah, it. I played. I've played about an hour, hour and a half of the first episode. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I, I really like one of my favorite parts of Remember Me mm-hmm. was the. Uh, they were very rare, but there were parts where you could rewind, rewind time rewind. and like change a scene in somebody's life, and that is like that is way more of Life is Strange. And really, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's about like a teen girl, so. Uh, if anyone who knows me in high school knows that I don't know that very well, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, it's kind of a weird, unique story. It's in Portland, and it's uh, yeah, very just some French. girl who's like, uh, the first episode is about like trying to prevent a murder that happens in her high school. So it's yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. It turns stuff out and, to be her childhood friend, ah. and then she goes over to the friend's house, and I uh, heard. Her and dad smells. is the, the friend's dad is uh, the asshole security guard at the school who's always hassling the kids. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you've been smoking the the drug stuff in your room, haven't you?" And, With your and, and you can bracelets in your ripped jeans. You can jump you, you can do. jump out of the closet where you're hiding like, "No, it's my drug stuff. I'm a teenage girl." And he's Did like, "Oh, I'm going to call the cops on you, Missy." Do the girls les out at any point? Totally. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. I feel like there's a fifty percent. <laughs> I played the game on DeviantArt, so yeah, <laughs> okay, a lot. Well, speaking of final episodes of a long-running series, uh, Tales ooh. from the Borderlands. Man, yeah. every time I read about an episode of Tales from Borderlands, I'm like, why am I not playing that? It is really good. I am almost I done think... with the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. I think the first episode is still free on PS4 if you want to give it a whirly gig, Chris. Hey, just so you know, all those first games are PS4 because what you're doing is downloading the full game and you're charged DLC every time you download an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that I, is the policy of all these things. Eh, I mean, every time I have to download another two gigs worth of stuff. So it's not it's 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 not like the... I'm telling you from a publisher perspective okay. of how they classify demos. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a free game. It's a free first episode. I I have not played any of Tales from the Borderland, despite in my more cash rich days just buying the entire season. I, that's what I did on Xbone when it was on sale. Hmm. It's, it's one of those things where I get done with this show and I'm so fucking hype about video games and I go back in my room. I'm gonna download this and play it right now. <laughs> and then it takes nine and a half hours to download. Yeah, but Telltale games happen. are. A, they're not that big. Mm. It's like two gigs per chapter at the most. And you can get through 
one part of a chapter mm. in 10, 15 minutes. So it, it's the kind of game where you, if you don't even have a two-hour chunk to finish a single chapter, you can get make some progress. Mm. And, um, yeah, like, Tales from the Borderlands is... I was really surprised by it. Like, yeah. I've played uh, the pre-sequel. I've played a couple hours or two, but I never really considered myself a big Borderlands fan. Mm-hmm. But this game, Did like... Change that? It, it changed that, and it made yeah it made me way more invested in the world, and the, the, the characters and the voice acting are really great. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Putty from Seinfeld. Duck. And Chris Hardwick's in it, and I don't hate him. So, wow. like, are, those are both wow. uh, big thumbs up for me. <laughs> yeah, like, 4 had, like, one of the toughest uh, decisions that I've made. No, not toughest decision, but one of the more emotional Telltale Games moments. Mm. Which, like, yeah, like, up it's with the, all the Walking Dead it stuff. It seemed like more of a comedy yeah. at the start. So. It is, but it's also, like, the, like it's you both. get invested in all these characters. The Dr. And, Horrible of games. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, like, it doesn't... It's lightly touching on uh, Borderlands characters, mm-hmm. but it is about, like, you know, just kind of wacky people and mm-hmm. their interactions, but sometimes things get sad. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like, I, I, I'm angry that I, I didn't finish 4 in time to just, like, jump into 5, but, like, I will probably finish that series this week. And from what I've heard, it's really good. It's, like, one of the more emotional Telltale episodes ever. And, uh, like... So far, I put it up there with the first season of The Walking Dead. Not quite yeah, at that. Wait. Not quite at that the level. Walking Dave says that. Yeah, The Walking Dave oh, says wow. that. Okay, Prices fans, you know that's high praise. And it's even better than the uh, Back to the Future season. I'm going to say, which that is right terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever. Which played. is not like pre pre Walking Dead. Yeah. Telltale was kind of yeah. You got to judge them on a different scale. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's them, but it's like, like and it's, you'd think Telltale Jurassic Park. That's the best yeah, thing ever, right? But it's it like is not. It was only a couple of years ago, but it's like it's the Atari of Telltale. It's like you. Yeah. This is what they thought we wanted to how, do. How is there a strong bad game? That, that I want to play. Yeah. I think I have that yeah, on Wii somewhere. It. I think it's, it's exclusive also, to Wii. No, it's on, it came out on PS3 okay, as well. Yeah, two systems I will never hook up. I, I think I played it for like five minutes in whenever whatever year it came out. Pulsar <laughs> Runner is dead until it creates a new video to let you know uh, it's dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, wow, we haven't made a new video in years. Well, speaking of a thing that you thought was dead coming back. Guitar Hero Live. Oh man, that was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a thing I wished that was dead. When well, it came so back. It's yeah, just all the screenshots is... from it look abysmal, like a well, crowd of it's people. Live action. It's, Woo! They, that seems maybe easier to develop uh, than make a world for the I, I think it. No, no, I think it's it. It would be easier to design one crowd that you can move. Or, I don't know. I I, I don't. It looks really weird to me, and I don't know if that's the thing that Guitar Hero was missing. Uh, <laughs> it's the live-action crowd. I, I needed it to be more immersive. I don't know if uh, the world was ready for either of them to come back. Yeah. And I don't know if the sales will actually reveal that in a couple of months. I'm sure but they will. I, I heard... Like, I saw the reviews were good for this as well. I mean, it's mm. the same sort of boat where it's like, how can you really mess up a game I like think, this? I yeah. think reviewers were ready to play these again. Like they weren't sick of them; they just didn't have they. I they just there were too many. I'm there really was... curious to see how the public takes them because we're so used mm, to them yeah. being ubiquitous and discounted that yeah. like there's a new one and we have to pretend it's a new I, game. I have a feeling there might be a sequel next year and mm-hmm. probably not after that for a while. Like yeah. they might have learned. Their awesome. I mean, do you remember this. like when the PS3 and we're getting like it's a new Dead to Rights game. 
You left at the right right. We made uh, it. That no. Died, that died on the last gen, and we yeah. don't care about that. Although anymore. that game wasn't too bad, even though everybody ignored the shit out of it. Oh, but uh, Activision I does. I mean, yes, there were. I, you could I, get I, a dog to tear a man's balls I, off. Look, I am probably one of like eight people who can say I beat Dead to Rights Retribution. But, uh, like, as, that, as did I. That game was like. Yeah, it's not the worst game ever, but it's just so like it's the ugly. It was actually one of, like the most grisly, ugly games. It was ever. really fucking ugly, it and it was one of those where it's like, why are my guns so big? I'm pretty it's, sure they don't look like this in real life. Also, my hands. It's okay. killing it's just, everybody. It's just though. a dead franchise that they try and resurrect on a new yeah. platform, yeah. and like I'm wondering if that's what the case with Rock Band. I'm kicking so many yeah. people in the balls and shooting them uh-huh. in the balls, and my dog is eating their balls. Activision tends to plan their failures in two years chunks <laughs> like there were two tony hawk uh skateboard games that that, that use that big plastic skateboard uh, so they're so they're, far along in the sequel of guitar hero assuming the, yeah. that they'll need a sequel they'll put it out from, anyway next same with year, the dj hero from which was a great need... idea but nobody bought any of it. i just got a six-year notification on facebook when i shared the image and it just said just don't call them mix and i forgot all about the dj hero thing where like they started mixing <laughs> a white and a black guy together <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. like it's really weird to look at, but it was five years ago. Wow! So this is a good. It's a good oh, week bad. to be you, Henry, uh-huh. and it's a good week to be me uh-huh. because there are two 3DS games <gasps> that might yes, interest yes. you coming out. There are uh, indeed Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Yeah, for the Nintendo 3DS system. <laughs> I'm doing an impression of Stephen Colbert saying Nintendo 3DS for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on... Uh, I was thinking, uh, like, wait, did I say DS instead of 3DS? No, it's it just like, I love Stephen Colbert so much to see him do a fucking... Like, to see him do uh, Larry King while trying to pronounce the 3DS <laughs> so, yeah, the really Zelda's, bugged me. The Zelda Symphony was on The Late Show, and mm-hmm. so he... He played, or he had to introduce it the same he would anybody else. Like, here to represent their new thing, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. to the Force Hero <laughs> or the Nintendo 3DS. I do wonder, like, did, he, did they have to coach him? It's like, no, it's not 3Ds. Mm-hmm. It's 3DS. <laughs> so, the, so the deal with Triforce Heroes, it, it feels like several games this year, which are stopgaps and... We'll talk about this later in the uh, in the news section. Stock apps. This year feels like Nintendo said. Nintendo said, "Well, we're not going to give our AAA. Let's push that other stuff to the next system next year." So what do we got? Well, we could do a multiplayer riff on Link Between Worlds. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could make an Animal Crossing game that's only building houses, and then we could make another Animal Crossing game that's just uh, Mario Hang Party on. with Animal in, in Crossing. In a Mario game that's only building Mario. Yeah. <laughs> And then one Yoshi game, and Zeno, and then Zeno <laughs> played really Chronicle late Yoshi games. And so, yeah, this—that's what Triforce Heroes sounds like to me. It's just like a good. It's like the last year of the game of the GameCube. It's like, yeah, these are good games. They're not uh-huh. the best. Yeah. They're not the greatest. Yeah, there's no way this can be bad, but I can see it being hard to get excited over. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I've buy it. Good, I've heard good things about it. I had the demo. I have not played it. Sadly, I'm sorry. Sorry, Nintendo. You gave me that demo code, and I didn't even use it. My favorite bit about the game is that Link can wear Zelda's dress. It's a dress-up game. You dress up your three Links in lots of different things, including Zelda's dress. And it's never a judgmental oh, thing. I know they about that. They don't have shots. They've of him produced a like, bunch of official art, like yeah. just sort of like uh, flipping up his hair. I mean, and the like, other I'm two, a pretty princess. Tingle doesn't jump out well, and call you a Nancy. No, <laughs> the other two links are like, oh wow, you look so good. Like there's no judgment. It's not a joke. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a cute picture. That's all. I'm sure someone will find a reason to have a problem yeah. with it. 
Uh, oh, you think you think there's going to be an essay about it's not inclusive enough? Or no, something? Nintendo's pretty good about that. Even oh, though yeah. J- Japan treats gender swapping as like a constant derogatory joke that I, I understand you know, people getting. You mad. know the worst part about the Triforce Heroes poster is that there's a, a black man and a white woman in the main parts of it. That is that's disgusting. a that's a Star Wars joke. Star, Star Wars, Wars joke. joke. Oh, oh, Boycott. You really needed to explain that one because I was like, what? I still don't believe yeah. that, that that community exists. No, like, I think I agree. I agree with Zoe Quinn that says it's a fake thing started by people to make to, to uh, incite other people. Uh, believe me, there are tons yeah. of people on that Probably. side who love that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, also, uh, Gravity Falls, Legend of the Gnome Gemulets. Uh, yeah. Full disclosure, I work for the company that made it, Ubisoft. So you uh, can't say anything else here. I, I can, I can okay. say I haven't played it yet, and that it's made by, it's made by uh, Ubisoft Osaka Studio uh, using the UbiArt framework. Half which disclosure, is made- I fuck Michael. <laughs> I said half. I did. No, he wasn't halfway. Right. You I, must drug me uh, first. I didn't know there was a Yubi Osaka. I was not aware yes, of that. Yes, there is. Gravity Falls is, well, behind it's Steven really Universe, my favorite cartoon well, on the television. You seen, you've seen Gravity Falls, haven't you, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, I love this show. I think it's, it's great. It's really hard to stream. Yeah, because, no, no, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, you go to my anime. You have there's an Xbox 360 app. That's the only official yeah. way I've seen to stream. Actually, those I've seen I've seen a couple of full episodes really because again, like it, I pretty much watch it like oh, it's on Disney XD, which I yeah. would never watch except <laughs> while flipping channels. Yeah, unless you the want only to get the FBI's so in profile. It's you. it's sort of like you have to slice a loaf of bread the exact right angle to get the picture of Jesus that shows up in it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like there's an episode called uh, Zeus and the Real Girl, mm-hmm. which yeah. has uh, animation by uh, Paul Robertson. Yeah, yeah, and there's it's a couple. It's I an think. amazing episode that like has not the Street Fighter one. Uh, it's it's the one where uh, Zeus, their friend, is nervous there's around girls. Two of them, the Zeus and the Real yeah. Girl. No, I just think it's yeah. a dating. I think he's worked yeah, on a, more than one episode. It's a dating game. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he worked on the yeah, Street Fighter. I only I wrote about right, it. You're right. You're right. He did. Yeah, I knew he did that. But yeah, he did. He did a dating. There's a dating game that becomes sentient and like takes over a bunch of mascots at like a Chuck E. Cheese style place. Mm-hmm. So it has a Five Nights at Freddy's kind of vibe, but really good show. So that's happening. Side scroller, you play as Dipper and Mabel. They have different powers. I think you can switch between them. Sounds like a classic licensed game. They don't make anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when it, like I remember when I saw the Rayman engine at Ubisoft, and I'm talking to people behind the scenes and like. The implications for this engine yeah. for cartoon shows that want to make a great game, like, very quickly. I don't know if it's using the same engine, Michael. I'm not asking you to corroborate that or not, but, like, it, this looks like... It's this, it's UbiArt framework. Yeah, it's it looks like this is the perfect yeah, thing engine. to make quality, like, really good fucking side-scrollers with great cartoon and it's, characters. it's batting a thousand so far. Mm-hmm. Like, they had Rayman, then they had the... The World War One game, yeah, uh, yeah. Valiant Hearts, Valiant, Valiant Hearts, Hearts. I think it's and then free right now on Xbox, and then the RPG, um, Child of Light, Child of Light. Yeah, yeah. they're all really good. Yeah, those yeah. are all really great. I, I was so excited for you, but it's coming to fruition. Yeah. With Gravity Falls, a show okay. I love but can't watch. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I have a copy. I haven't played it yet, but uh, give me. Or no, give him, give him, and yeah. then give him, and then give me. Michael mm-hmm. is going to lend it to me next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've already discussed uh, this. And the other big one from Ubisoft is, of course, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, when which is, is finally happening this week. This Friday. is out Friday by the time this podcast airs. Oh. So I can say I've been playing it a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm only at sequence five, I think, of eight or nine mm-hmm. at this point. And 
it is very different. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of basic similarities with other Assassin's Creeds. You're climbing around on buildings. There's a lot of historical stuff. You interact with a lot of historical figures. Still like, jumping into hay. Hopefully. There is jumping into hay, yes. Light gun interactivity. There's also, uh, you have a rope launcher that creates zip lines between different points. And it's kind of fun and can and can uh, drag you up the sides of buildings really quickly. Um there is one of the big conceits of the game is that you are running a gang in uh, Victorian London. So Oy! it does the gang warfare thing where you've got a map that's carved up into a bunch of little compartments. And each compartment has a specific mission that you can do. Like, here, kill this guy or kidnap this guy. Kind of like taking mm. territory. Exactly. It is taking territory. Mm. And then uh, when you take enough chunks of each... Uh, borough of London, there are seven in all, seven boroughs, then you get to fight a gang war and you take control of it and you get more money. And... Does the borough include Shropshire? No, Shropshire is not in London. <laughs> what about Heavenford upon Tinshire? Also a, not in what London. What about ah. Manchester? <laughs> the the combat is is a lot of fun, actually. It's, it's again, very different from previous Assassin's Creed's mm-hmm. where... Um, I mean, if you've played the previous ones that had, like, the quick reversals, like, that is no longer so much a thing, but you are, like, ducking out of... You're, you're dodging attacks as they come at you, and then you're just, like, laying into people with, like, brass knuckles or sword canes or kukri knives. Those are, like, your three weapons. Kukri knives! Kukri knives! <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of them. They got <laughs> ruby handles and iron blades. That's a real kukri bird. <laughs> 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 you know what a kukri knife is, right? Absolutely not. Okay, no. there are these big, like, weird curved knives oh, that are the, used the by knives. the Gurkhas. Huh? The dick knives? Dick knives? Yeah, they have like kind of like that bent penis shape. I Maybe? What? <laughs> I mean, it's I what Dracula was stabbed They have like a 45-degree angle, and they're weighted really weird. I had I had to bring it down to the. Are there any sword canes? <laughs> yes, sword that is that is one of the. Th- like I said, you have three weapons to choose from: brass knuckles, sword canes that have an extra blade in the cane part, and also uh, kukri knives. And then there's the WWE uh, sword cane. Which mm. <laughs> you also have a revolver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've I've cleared several gang wars just by uh, unloading into the enemies and mm-hmm. uh, watching them all drop like flies. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, all right. And you can mm-hmm. you can hijack carriages and fight on top of the carriages. And there are trains, and you have a train that mm-hmm. is your headquarters, ah. and it continually mm-hmm. moves around London. Are okay. there trains that are pushing DeLoreans to reach eighty eight miles per hour? Sadly, no. Well, then, is this it. a reference to Wild Wild West? Do you ever <laughs> do you ever run by Charles <laughs> Dickens and he goes like, "This gives me an idea, boy, boy, I'm Charles Dickens." Well, you this do. Is what Charles Dickens gives you missions, yeah. and Dickens uh, missions. Dickens missions, but they're it's addition. they're all ghost hunting missions. You're you're looking into the myths, uh, urban legends in so you're London for the ghost of Christmas past. And I played the game uh, in advance. Almost. Dickens, not a clever name. <laughs> so far, so far, I've uh, investigated Springheeled Jack and also Fifty Barclay Square, which was a special treat for me because that is a real place. It has a lot of haunting legends around it. Like, and it's something. Our, yeah, like, Charles Barkley was born there, right? Yeah, yeah. Charles <laughs> Barkley. No. It's actually spelled Berkeley, but uh, it's pronounced Barkley because it's London. Uh, 
But uh, was the basis for the character on Sesame Street, Barkley. Uh huh. Yes, the so dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. I'm just I'm really with the Sesame Street facts, no. people. Yes, that's where like Henson was located around like around that area. Really? Yeah. Yes. Huh. It's no, not I, all bullshit that comes out of Chris's mouth. It's actually, all just of that, mostly all of that was bullshit. Yeah. I want to oh. talk about Jim Henson stuff. You all got hit too. See, I knew where he was coming from. <laughs> he did. Michael predicted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not a new release, but we did stream this week. Uh, Halo new release next Five. Week. Yeah, Halo Five Guardian. Um, and you can see that on YouTube.com/slash Laser Time Network. The first th- uh, three, three missions. missions in the game all solo because online's not flipped on yet for reviewers like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it was it's nice. It's nice. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous! One, it's game. one of the best looking Xbox game. One games. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And the shooting gallery stuff is still fun. It's like, oh yeah, this is a bunch of AI dudes in this in in this open area. How will I find? It? How will I figure out how to kill these guys? I got to come at it from like eight different angles. I'm, I'm super skeptical because Halo feels very old to me in, in a lot of times very classic in uh, in a weird way but then like no these areas are way bigger than what I'm used to and like I've been playing a ton of Destiny it's sort of like I'm gonna plan a route and like I could plan a route in, this, in the campaign well you know I, had I, just, to. I just did the math on it mm-hmm. okay so for us now Halo is as old as Mario was when Halo came out what do you Super think my Mario comment meant this morning yeah I said fuck millennials I won't hear from anyone who thinks this is their Mario <laughs> well, Mario didn't have a contiguous story told over 15 years. That's true. That's true. Instead, he has a re- story Mario that resets and, every single yeah. time. I, I'll be really interested to see how the people take Halo 5, because after the after last year's uh, flopperoo of a collector's edition, which I, hear, which I hear has come across okay. Well, yeah, they fixed it, but they, they shipped it broke as fuck. And they gave everybody who had a crappy version a uh, Halo ODST campaign for free. Yeah, that's I'm a nice thing to do. Uh, I'm never going to play yeah, it. ODST's got a nice jazz soundtrack. Also <laughs> out this week, <laughs> Fatal Frame. There's a new Fatal Frame Fatal on Frame? Wii U. Download only. Maiden of Blackwater. It. Anyone want to guess how the reviews are like? Uh, Morton, Joe, why don't you tell us? <laughs> America should oh, buy it anyway because we have been denied Fatal Frame games for Fatal about Frame. six years now. And like they've, they, there were multiple ones fully localized in English released mm-hmm. in Europe. We didn't get. I thought yeah. this one would be good because you could use the Wii U gamepad as a camera and then yeah. click uh, pictures. Though I was also reading that people are annoyed at the censorship in the game because oh. in Japan there were some sexy unlockable costumes and they're they're removed from the Western release. So oh, why? you can still dress up, dress up the main character as Zero Suit Samus, but uh, uh, yeah. it's just weird that Nintendo and Koei Tecmo have become this close, like this extremely close. Like they're they're the only. Nintendo could have picked so many different third parties mm. to make exclusive things for them, and they go with Koei Tecmo of all of all possible companies. Mm-hmm. This is strange. Because well, they're, they're the one of the few companies that makes successful console games in Japan. In Japan. That's true, yeah. Keyword in Japan. Same with Namco Bandai. Same deal. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, get, I get it for them that they want to... It's not even like, oh, it's racism or favoritism or whatever, them picking Japanese companies over these other ones. But like, yeah. they if you can meet with somebody who's like an hour away by a train... Or have to do it 18 hours separated in a conference call. Like, 
and you can't even visit them or check in on them day to day or probably make a dozen changes every single time you meet them. I get why Nintendo sticks to its, the closer people. Yeah, but, well, also that's their market. That's what they're focused on. I think a lot of Japanese companies have that in common. But if you're one of those fans who whined and whined, hey, America doesn't get any Fatal Frame mm-hmm. games anymore, bleh, then you better buy this because you Warts cried, and all. You cried <laughs> about it. And now you can be like, oh, I can't dress the ghosts up sexy. Where's my uh, disc? I want a disc. Yeah, they do want a disc. I want a, I want a disc with sexy if costumes. If you ever said, I want a Wii U disc. Oh my U god, we're disc. the worst people right now. If you say, I want a Wii U disc, you are officially in no one's demographic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will get nothing ever again. Uh, you know that there's no space left at Best Buy for you. <laughs> oh that is, god, that yes. is a, a quickly shrinking blue section <laughs> in the game stuff. And there's oh, no more oh. space at Best Buy. The discs will walk there is the a earth. Wii U sliver <laughs> in between the Xbox 360 and PS3 sections. It's like we put four discs, four cases right here. That's the Wii U section. Legally, I'm Nintendo kidding, but that's realistic. No, the Amiibo but... section is bigger than the Wii U section yeah. in the two-story GameStop down the street. Wow. <laughs> Well, because your GameStop is two stories. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's two different plots. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Give that fatal frame if you've yeah. been missing it. Fatal frame. Or play Undertale, which I just finished I'm last night. It it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a month old, so it's not a new release, mm-hmm. but I think everyone should play it. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And also, guys, Read Only Memories is a really good game. I know they're made by mm-hmm. friends of mine. And I bought that on your recommendation, Hank, so it had better be good. I think you'll like it. You'd better not be just uh, shilling for your friends. Well, Michael, I know you're very homophobic. So you won't like how gay the uh, game is. Oh, I don't know. Is the gay game baggy? <laughs> well, it's not. It's not a. It's not a quote unquote gay game. It yeah. is a game with its own story. Yeah. But it's a game spelled with a Y. But it has a very diverse uh, characters of so many different sexualities and genders in this game. That's oh. that's how it's. It's a very inclusive game. Not I, so much a gay. Didn't mean to pick it up. Where'd you pick it up? Uh, Steam for, for free. From, yeah. uh, it's called a review copy, and I haven't reviewed it yet. And I'm sorry, hey, Philip. <coughs> Philip, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I will. Yeah, talking it up on this show, no one listens to yeah. doesn't count he's man. not and fuck you philip no philip i'm saying it right now uh, come on, calling you out philip if you're listening i like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's over between us Jesus. you're Poor a really philip. cool person i do like you philip but i've never met you i love being able to say that it sound like a grandma <laughs> anyway is that all the new releases anyway, all the ones worth talking about or I that did. i want to talk about I, I tried to send you some sound files from last week's new release okay i thought it was a uh, NB2K 2016. It's one of, look. We're not sports fans, and we didn't give this game I its know. due diligence. Uh, but the one thing I think we all caught our attention was that Spike Lee was directing a story mode. It's a Spike Lee joint, uh, and Grim was just he was sending me all week clips from the story mode, which it's it's well done, but like. For some reason, like the the close-ups on the faces are terrifying. Mm. Their tongues are all white, um, and their teeth uh, are. Wait, maybe this isn't the best medium to uh, convey that. It's not. It's not in like in like. So there's like these long scenes of dialogue, including you being a player <clears throat> and like speaking to your head coach and him giving you pep talks. And like this, like I watched all twelve minutes of this, <laughs> and this is my favorite scene on there. If we can play, all right? It. Yes. This is not about class warfare, freak. This is about the consequences of making bad choices and risking it all when you feel like you have nothing to lose. Vic is like a brother to me, sir. But you shouldn't be Brother Vic's keeper, freak. Would a brother go looking for trouble and put your career and your livelihood at risk? 
by getting into fights at nightclubs and seedy after-hour joints and then scream to the media, yeah, it's all good, I'm an F.O.F., friend-o-freak. It's all misunderstanding. Y'all be haters, don't hate my game. Oh, man. I couldn't stop. That is great. I couldn't stop listening that to this. That is racist it's, as hell, man. It's a giant white dude, like, just, just screaming this shit at a player called Freak. It would only be Why more... is he called Freak? Uh, F-R-E-Q. That oh, would only be... like, uh, like the characters in uh, Amplitude. The only way that exactly. would have been more the only way that would have been more accurate to a Spike Lee film is if that character was played by Michael Rappaport. Uh, <laughs> see, I was going to say Michael Richards, but yours is better. No, no, Rappaport. I love Rappaport. Remember? Oh my God, Rappaport in Bamboozled in the beginning. Oh my God, it's like, great. hey, I can say it. I got a white, I got a black wife and three biracial kids. N word, N word, N word. N word is a wonderful Michael thing. Rappaport. His Louis episode was so fucking good. God damn it. Can I hear the, cl- the other clip I gave you? Yes, you can. Just leave that open. Y'all be haters. Don't hate my game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that Michael Rapport? Is that, that sh- or is that Freak? That should be. That's No, that's, that's the, the head coach talking to Freak. The head coach with a white tongue speaking through giant teeth. And I sent that to you guys. Like someone tried to make the biggest NBA 2K yeah. star ever. And he's 40 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the funniest video really? I've ever seen. Yes, I, I like kind of want to play this. It's so good. I don't I know. Can make a forty foot tall dude. I, I, it was so fucking funny, man. It was really funny because they cut his arms. They can't. So his arms, yeah. his hands just like shrink to his shoulders and runs around the court like a fucking damned being forced to walk the earth and falls over in the crowd constantly. It's so good. So in two months, we should expect uh, VGA's best games of uh, 2015. Uh, number one, NBA 2K16. I think so. I think so, mm. because of this one this sounds amazing. Well, the fact that you can create a 30-foot... 30, 30 Y'all be haters! Don't hate my game! Yeah. <laughs> you can create a 30-foot basketball player who uh, is in a weird story mode where he's got a racist uh, basketball I hope WWE's <laughs> My Career Mode can get anywhere close to this. We gotta get Vince. They did. I've, they've had videos of it, and probably not. Certainly uh, not. No. Anyway, let's move on to. <laughs> no. Y'all be haters. Don't hate my game. <laughs> It's what every developer says secretly yeah. when you're giving their games fives and sixes. All right, so bizarre, <laughs> bizarre Kojima news this week. That's insane. That there was make, make sense of this for me. Okay, so there's uh, an article in the New Yorker that went out this week. Uh, it does New actual journalism? Yorker. Yeah, New Yorker, uh, kind of a bastion of magazine journalism. Uh, that did an article on Kojima leaving Konami, which he supposedly did on October sixth. Mm-hmm. And the headline is why? Why is Kojima leaving publishing or whatever? Like it's not mm-hmm. even an announcement of like Kojima leaves publishing. He's like, why is like that's that's a very magazine type headline there. Yeah. Well, it, why did Hideo Kojima leave Konami? Right. Which I'm sure befuddled all the septuagenarian. Uh, <laughs> New readers of the New Yorker who are flipping through and like, I just want to read the latest serialized Fitzgerald. What's a common Konami? Is that like a hoverboard in that movie that turns yeah, 30? Yeah. I, you st- know I just like stole it. a joke from Patton Oswalt. I'm sorry. You did. Michael he Graham did appreciate now. this story. Mm-hmm. Michael Graham certainly did. It was he always brings the New Yorker with him. He came over this weekend with the New Yorker. It was so weird. Like, you know, reading this, and it's, it's a really interesting story and in talking about the Japanese game market. And uh, how, 
like a, a few years ago, like a couple of cell phone games hit it really big yeah. in Japan, mm-hmm. and then they realized like, oh, free to play games are a gold mine. Mm-hmm. So Japanese companies are increasing, and and players are increasingly turning their attention to free to play cell phone games and ignoring the lavish. Uh, Console games that require big time investment. Yeah. A lot like people keep saying is going to happen here and hasn't quite happened yet. No, it's just that, like, as in terms of a business model, it has happened year, here, but, like, American developers will not abandon consoles completely to focus on these games that offer a more lucrative... Because how much... Do you remember the news stories that came out last week were how much Metal Gear 5 made on its launch day. Which yeah, was, but which I was, hate hate those. I hate well, those stories. I know. So much. I know. It made a ton of money and sold only three million copies. Which they did. Yeah, but so, that's on launch day, which is still pretty good. It made twice as much money on launch day as Avengers did, mm-hmm. and and I would bet cost less across the board. Uh, they say so. eighty million dollars for development alone. I'm sure that marketing it. and promotion cost a lot. More. I would triple uh, that, but that's still cheap. I'm sure it was more, but that Marvel movie According to the New Yorker story, it's around 80 million. I'm positive that Marvel movie was a, two, had a $250 million budget has all Metal Gear Solid 5 been advertised all that much. I feel like it hasn't. I'm not sure that it has, but like not really, when, when but I, I mean even distribution costs a yeah, lot. Yeah. No, distribution is a factor that that yeah. doesn't factor in the budgets normally, but still like that's a lot of money to make in your first day, period. Mhm. Uh, and your your free to play mobile game, if you're lucky, will ever make that in its lifespan. If it's outrageously yeah. lucky. But for me, I think the most interesting uh, bit was at the end of the New Yorker article, um, talking about the decline of console games. And they quote a guy named David McCarthy, who works at Cybird, which is a Tokyo-based developer, who says the Japanese games with which most players are familiar have always been the outliers. Mm-hmm. But there has always been a huge iceberg of titles beneath the surface that Western gamers rarely glimpse. The growing cost of console development, allied to a shrinking domestic market, have made these games increasingly unviable without international success. Mm -hmm. So that's saying, like, if it's not popular in the West, it's not making a lot of money in Japan. Yeah. And uh, so there's there's a huge console games market that is dying for lack Mm -hmm. of attention. Then he goes on and says this wonderful gem. Again, David McCarthy, and I really want someone to tell me this quote was taken out of context and he was not talking about Metal Gear. says, although Western fans may mourn the loss of Kojima working on Metal Gear, (laughs) McCarthy doesn't share their despondency. Honestly, I am not so sure that any threat to yet another shouting shooting game full of American grunts saving democracy from the wiles of dark-skinned terrorists... (laughs) Is any great loss to the art, he I said. Agree. Whoa. <laughs> okay, number one, that is not Metal Gear. No. Number two, I, th- I gave it some thought, and it's like, you know, that's the stereotype for, like, what a shooter is. Yeah. I have not played very many shooters that actually have that. Like, the Call of Duty 4, to Fuels a certain of extent. War. Uh, Fuels <laughs> of War? That that's a war stereotype master? in the same way that the Modern Japanese combat? stereotype is every fucking anime game. Yeah. Where you're about a man with, underage girl. with big hair that dates a girl yeah. and is really nervous about his feelings. Yeah. When the reality yeah. is, there's uh, also a great, a great place for the sound clip I gave. Y'all be haters, don't hate my game. <laughs> well, so yeah, I I liked more so the quotes in there from Ryan Payton, who used to work at at uh, at Kojima yeah. Productions, mm-hmm. at Koji Pro, and yeah. he said that when they were working on MGS4 in 2008, he was already getting the feeling of like. We're getting away with something. This isn't gonna. This can't last. What we're doing. Here. But I wanted to talk briefly about the the, the shooter stereotype that I sure. thought about. And it's like, I I can count on one hand the number of games that have had this conceit. Uh, 
I, I think Call of Duty 4, like half of it, even mm-hmm. though the real bad guys were Russian nationalists, mm-hmm. uh, Soldier of Fortune, and like that's it. What other what other games have we played about killing Arab dudes? As, yeah, but I think you're Russians taking raw like, American growth. I think you're looking at a pejorative way he's putting what the American right. market wants, and it is yeah. just shooter variety. Yeah, shooter shooting whatever threatens yeah. Americans right now. Yes. But that's and, also right not what Metal China. Gear is. It's China. a kidnapping it's, game. It's not. Not Metal Gear is it's definitely not that. It but, is. Like, but. That what he's talking about is coming out next week. Yeah, um, like mm. that is com- that is a thing. That is that is what's popular hey, next in the market. Week, Call of Duty's like mm-hmm. a couple weeks away. Is it? Yeah. My bad. It's always like November, second week in November. Yeah. But well, okay. Well, so Michael, did you see so, the follow? Yes, up? the follow up that I want to get into next was Konami said Kojima has not left. He is on vacation. That seems insane. Well, he hasn't said anything himself, but. According to Tokyo Sports, this is a quote from a uh, translated quote from K- Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Currently, Kojima is listed as a company employee at Konami. Currently, Kojima and the development team are finishing development on Metal Gear 5 and are taking a long time off from work. And, but then, lastly, the writer of the article for The New Yorker, Simon Parkin, tweeted out this picture, which is of the going-away party that Kojima had. Uh-huh. And when... It's a real rager, by when the way. Confronted, <laughs> Let me tell you about that, look, that picture. When, right it's an office party. It's an office party with people. Like, but, but anyway, when when confronted with that, uh, Konami just said, like, we don't know what that is. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's it. Which is... This is the most Metal Gear thing that has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know who to believe... And, like, it seems like it could very well just be a huge put-on. Yeah, it just, like, here's what I'm positive of. Uh-huh. Kojima's not at the company yeah. and was given a lot of money to go away. Probably, So he, he's the only one who can dispute this, but he is most definitely gone. Well, For someone there to have the balls to say he's on vacation seems a litigious It's possible someone had no. their wires crossed, and it's like, on paper, he is still a company employee. Well, yes, he's I not may working, even be, he's being paid. We are somehow uh, paying him royalties. No, no, he's being paid. Mm-hmm. He's being paid throughout his contract, I would imagine. Yeah, Japanese rock producer, our rock stars over there, he had a fucking good deal. Mm-hmm. But he is not there anymore. And well, he won't even speak in regards to the game. I also wonder when he's officially no longer a Konami employee, if he's mm-hmm. even going to talk bad about Konami. I don't think it, he will. Or not even talk bad, but not say what happened. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Have you seen me do it? And I'm way lower than he is. Well, KG and Afudi, he dumps all over Capcom all the time. He did did more when he was there. Mm. Not when he's... That brings you in legal territory. That Mm. is true. Uh, But... I'm baffled to see what's happening. Uh, I don't know anything about his Kickstarter game, but that should happen. Uh, Y'all be haters! Don't hate my game! (laughs) Well, here's, oh, gets me every here's time. the twist: is that Kojima may have left, but his clone, Liquid Kojima, <laughs> has now been uh, installed at Kojima Ocelot. Yeah. Solid yeah. Kojima mm. has to destroy the ambitions of yeah. Liquid Kojima. I made a tweet to the same effect. Do not only, only got Avery tweets. Do so. not Google Please. Naked Kojima. Not, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My joke done better. Uh, <laughs> so the poly. Also, I think I read it on Polygon, but there was also an interview with Del Toro's doing the rounds for Crimson Peak. So of course, people are asking about Silent Hills. And he, his answer was like, what happened with that? And he's just like, I have no fucking clue. I have no clue. It just <laughs> he's stopped not, happening. He's not the kind who would like uh, be delicate about the yeah. situation. I'm yeah. sure that's what it is. Like, I have like, no idea. And then it stopped. And that was it. Like, I was we given were, a check and then no, no more I went to one came. meeting at E3. And, uh, <laughs> and we said, and let's no go through with it. And yeah, it was just him saying like he's very disappointed and he's sick of working on video games and all that stuff. But... 
But all okay. What about NX guys? Oh yeah, hmm. the people are saying it's going to be possibly out in 2016. Speaking of reputable it places reporting on it, this was the Wall Street Journal. It's reported ooh. that uh, developers have gotten their kits now for NX. Well, you know what? Now. Wall Street Journal is a WSJ. Ooh, so flip uh, that around, ooh. SJW. Right. Yeah, Wall Street Journal is like yeah, the least just, SJW I don't trust publication. They really are. Uh, that I believe wholeheartedly, and I don't think we'll see the system for another year after what they're talking about. Uh, with the I bet it'll be on sale Christmas. But that's what's weird. Like we're all like, was the, this announcement that you read not weird? What do you mean? Like the like, timing of it? A new NX. That is the normal console cycle. Yeah, that is well, the five-year console well, cycle. This will be four. If it actually gets out in 2016, it, it will not be, be on 2016. Years. I think Nintendo needs it now, and they're pretty much done. As but I what, said what, earlier, I think they're pretty much done with the Wii U based what, on what, what they're, they're, they're talking about. Though is a, a, like exactly what I wanted, which was the a hybrid portable. Yeah, like because. Like, I can't explain that to people who don't play Monster Hunter, but if you're infatuated with Monster Hunter and you go to your Wii U and you're like, upload my data here and I play on this system. If there was a faster way to do that, that is how you would play all your fucking games. You would take them on the go, you would leave, uh, you would come back and you'd put them on your television. Well, and also the That's years, a great thing. I, I also want to give credit to Chris Kohler because years ago, there was news that, uh, like I think this was like 2012, maybe 2011, Nintendo dissolved, it had separate R&D teams for handheld and console, and then and they dissolved them and made them one R&D team. And Chris Kohler was the first person I remember reading to say, well, the next system is going to be a combo system it's then. Because be they're, if, they're, if they're slushing R&D to be one group, mm-hmm. then they're not thinking of handheld and console as separate things anymore. All the time. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no matter how much you like console gaming and how much you like iPhone gaming, it doesn't matter. Like if there was one system that promised it all. Be fucking great, dude. But it has industry-leading chips, so no, it's like it's like what the iPhone is promising, but with good games. <laughs> We're not leading with Crossy Road. Wait, yeah. so <laughs> when they say industry-leading chips, do they mean like uh, computer chips, or do they just hire a bunch of dudes named Chip? Crossy Road's a fine <laughs> game. Uh, it's actually just a plastic shell stuff of potato chips. Bro, my name's Chip. I'm the best at fucking programming, bro. <laughs> Hire me. I'm, I'm an industry-leading chip. I am best at program. Hire and chip. Play, play my clip. I'm chip. Y'all be haters. Don't hate my game. I'm an industry-leading chip. <laughs> Y'all be haters. Don't hate my game. Yeah, just play it again for repetition's sake. Uh, a small news story that I wanted to talk about this week. You may have noticed uh, a slight bounce uh, the the as if the Earth just sort of like went down and then up again. That was not an earthquake. That was the collective facepalm of millions of gamers when they saw a tweet from Square Enix saying, "Look at this cool rock we put into Final Fantasy 15." <laughs> that was real. That was a real tweet. Was it? I, no, I thought it. it? I, I thought, thought it was. I honestly thought it was a joke, but I cannot. It, you. I'm trusting your judgment on this. I thought it was somebody making I saw somebody retweeting it saying, this game was announced in 2006. This is why we'll never have this game. Yes, but it's also if you've been playing Square games, their rocks are second to none. No, they, they work very hard on those rocks, but delicious uh, rocks. I, I makes me want to be a rock. It fighter. felt like I didn't look into it. It felt like a joke tweet to me. But it <laughs> I mean, it's it's from the Twitter account FXXVJP. I, I saw it. I'm pretty sure it's real. Yeah, but Kotaku reported on it, and it just, uh, wow. they're they're always a. Uh, a no, hotbed of uh, exhaustively vetted news. Yeah, I agree. Hey, their their Jason Chair story on Destiny this week is that amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. So if good. you have not read that, go read that. Like it, mm-hmm. it shows you how a game is made, and 
I don't know. No one here is playing Destiny. I can't even talk to you about it. The things that uh, that were shown in trailers and promised and that aren't there that don't matter to me at all because what <laughs> what I do like about Destiny has always been there. Yeah. Uh, and and are we not talking? Which one? Are we, which story are we talking about? Because no one wants to talk. Final about Final Fantasy rocks. Yeah. Final Fantasy rocks. Cool rock added is the headline on N4G. Uh, um, but it's it's one of those things that I'm I'm sure it's just like. Showing off, like, this is part of our development process. Yeah. This is how we get assets. Look at this guy photographing a rock, and then we put no, the rock in the game. But on the other hand, like, seeing win? that in 2015, nine mm-hmm. years after the game was first announced and shown off in a trailer, mm-hmm. is sort of like... Remember when, like, Gran Turismo 4 yes. or 5 yes. was delayed for so long, and yes. it was because, like... Oh shit! We had to update the graffiti on the Nurburgring every yeah, fucking year. Showing off yeah, a Volkswagen Golf with ping pong uh-huh. balls taped to it. And like, I, I would think that rocks or rock textures are one of like the last things no, added to a game. A texture is one of the hardest things to come up with an original texture. If it's repeated hmm. too much, you'll fucking notice. It becomes a Mario yeah, Brothers but, level. So when you like rock texture, wouldn't you like pad out the rock textures late in development? Like we need more like. If we have the time, Dude, I think we'll it was add just more some rock sweet textures. thing of, of like some guy going out. We need more rock textures. I'm going to go to the bay. I will and say, take some pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't, man, I couldn't. That was so ridiculous. I was sure it was a joke because that when people are because dying the, for anything of this game, yeah. they're like, "Hey, we made a rock!" Like, yeah. God damn the it, thing is, like, yeah, I, you're looking at it from the perspective of like this is a development team saying, "Hey, look at this cool thing. This is how we do our assets." Yeah. And I and everybody that. else looks at it as like, "This is news. We put a rock in our game." Exhausted that's, detail I, on a rock. I I would I would have just ignored it altogether. Mm. I don't understand why this is a news story. You've had a Final Fantasy game almost every year mm. since the announcement. They were of this all game. they were all shit. Game, They're not all shits. I'm I tired of thirteen. Of I don't need. I it like anymore. thirteen a lot. Uh, uh, well, hey, speaking of weird developments, uh, Uncharted Four. That was weird. so. This all right. So Alan Tudyk, who's the greatest, and I love. Which we him. call because he's got two dicks. Exactly, he's got two uh, dicks. He was, he was, uh, guys, that's untrue. He has he three was on He's washed <laughs> on Firefly, and he was all. He's also in one of the new Star Wars films. He was also in Wreck It Ralph. Rogue he was one. King Candy. Yeah, he's, he's King, King Candy. He's the robot and I robot. He's a great voice actor. He's, he's very good. Alan, but he's the best. <laughs> he's one of my favorite strangers with candy two part episodes. Oh, yeah, Chris, Chris, so, Chris uh, you won't find a robot here in I Robot. I hate you. haters, don't hate my game. <laughs> so he was going to be in Uncharted 4, except he's not anymore. And people asked him about that, and he just says, I quit. I left because Naughty Dog decided to go a different direction with it. And so when they did that, it made my contract null and void. And then he also said that uh, making some weird changes, he said about it. So... And this this kind of goes back to there was a story that that Naughty Dog refuted last year. Mm-hmm. There was a story when Amy Henning left mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. abruptly, and the two guys who were in charge of The Last of Us, Neil Druckerman and Other Man, uh, they they took over, and there were stories that it was like almost like a coup, like that The yeah. Last of Us guys and then took we're f- over from the Uncharted yeah. people. We're going to find out that someone was standing behind Amy Henning the whole time, like give Ellie tits, give Ellie tits, <laughs> give Ellie tits. So they made all these changes to it, and that includes a lot of recasting and just throwing shit out. And that's also probably why 
Uncharted 4 isn't in our hands or won't be released next month because mm. they've had to make a bunch of big changes. But it's interesting. I just like when Hollywood actors who have no fear of being hired again yeah, for a video game... They can mm-hmm. give you more insight yeah. in the games industry than yeah. the games industry will give you. Yeah, they don't care. They're just like, I'm an actor in movies. If I'm not cast in another video game, I don't care. I'm surprised, surprised that Nathan Filling was just like, dude, be cool. <laughs> no, they you're gonna get a lot of work this way, man. He's in Destiny and uh, Halo Five. No, he's no, he's like, no, fuck you, man. I got two dicks. I don't His need face this shit. Literally in Halo Five. No, years ago, Nathan Fillion was one of the first people to say, like, after he recorded Halo stuff and he saw how hard it was and how much less the non-movie star actors were getting paid on the job, he's like. You guys are getting fucked. Like this is terrible. Like he was one of the first people I read pointing out the the issues with the voice acting industry. But he actually likes games, and so why he keeps yeah. doing it. Alan Tud two dicks. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing not. He the couldn't case. give two dicks. He couldn't give two dicks about <laughs> Uncharted Four. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. That's what do you think about Sully? Two dicks. Two dicks. What about that Sully bust? Are we not talking about that? Oh my god, that is like. Uh... <laughs> it's it's like well here's a a comparison that I'm gonna make right now. Uh, when the Game Boy Advance came out, uh, there were three colors, and one mm-hmm. of them was pink. And the the audience at that time did not want pink Game Boys, so we we had a lot of pink Game Boys around. So I'm imagining that all these different Uncharted versions, there's gonna be a lot of. Uh, solely Sorry. limited edition versions. I'll be able to shoot a viral YouTube mm-hmm. video where I just bowl with them for a little while. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Look, I would totally buy a pink Game Boy Advance, but I'm I never going to buy a, a fucking DS. solely limited edition Uncharted game. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no, there's no. Is there a Nathan Drake bust? Yeah. Okay. There's, so there's, there's multiple busts, mm. but one of them is solely. So solely <laughs> and Nathan Sully? Drake have busts. So what you're actually telling me is. They were standing behind Amy Hennig, <laughs> yeah. going, "Give Sully tits, give Sully tits, give Sully tits." Actually, a better hey, comparison. How do you is, like my tits? The, hey. the Sully bust is like a booster from um, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I'll have to Boy, take your word. Like, you re- is that from on, the you guys, sequel? Do you guys not remember that? Movie? I don't watch no, don't shitty watch movies, man. Yes, you do. You're right. I, do. I know Big Show is. I saw Halloween yeah. Three. So the joke See, was that Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to find the uh, Turbo Man action figure. But he, he couldn't, and every store had his stupid sidekick, who was Booster. <laughs> ah, I see. Oh, now that joke's explained. That, that makes sense, though, if you've ever, like, hunted for a rare action figure, especially as a kid. Or not even a rare action figure. Like, I just I just want the Indiana Jones. What the fuck is with all these, like, sword guys who get shot? Why, why are there, like, a hundred of these but, on the rack? <laughs> You guys maybe not want to talk about it, but that Kotaku story on what happened to Destiny is fucking great. Well, it's just too because it's also much. it's also like, a it's... positive story. And like, mm-hmm. well, here's how the game became great from like something really weird that happened to it, marred it for the first year. Mm. But it's like four thousand words to get into it on the podcast is a bit much. Uh, like it is. It, like it, I would suggest like, everybody. I know, read I know it. Destiny very well, but like, like. I played Trials of Osiris not realizing that was a character who was cut out of the game <laughs> with six months to go in development. And it's uh, someone who's referenced constantly. All these things all these things in the mythology, which I think makes the mythology cooler than having a story mode. All of us skip past Destiny's cutscenes. We're trying to play a fucking game. And uh, people were upset that there was no story. And this, I love that that story told you why. They mm-hmm. threw it out like within like... You find out there were all these moments where Peter Dinklage's robot turned to the camera and <laughs> yes. said, "This is a ten-year experience." Not, it's nothing, but it's nothing like that. But it's like it's why everything is kind of piecemeal and why why there's not a lot of story but a lot of mythology and like mm-hmm. things that 
are just said to you in passing as you keep progressing through the game. Me, I thought that was a better gameplay experience. I don't like its random loot shit, but more importantly, like what they'd say in that article is that um, what most games don't do, Destiny adjusts immediately as a console game with the way most PC games do. Mm-hmm. If people are having a problem with loot drops and a problem with uh, like loot for missions, it's fixed within a fucking week. And there aren't yeah. any games that deal with anything like that. No, Bungie's very dimble. They were always they were always good at that in Halo, too. They were mm-hmm. way ahead of the curve mm-hmm. when they would update their Halo games. Oh, here's so. a game-breaking Did exploit. Did you say that Bungie's elastic? Oh, Jesus. Dave, I'm, I'm canceling, sorry. I'm canceling your appearance. No. <laughs> Y'all be haters! Don't hate my game! <laughs> Alright, Jesus. You happy now? Yes, very. See what you've turned my show into? Oh, Let's move on to the community segment, you fucking assholes. I gave you sound for that, too. Did you? It's gone now. No. Last week's question of the week, as you will all remember, was what moment most sticks in your mind as the one at which a horror game stopped being scary? Started being real. Yeah. The real. When horror games stop being scary and start getting real. That is the dumb uh, reference I wish I had. <laughs> very you watched the real know. world. Uh, first commenter in the forums was TranquilBez22, who says, For me, it was Resident <laughs> Evil 5. Maybe, maybe franchise fatigue played a part in it, but I didn't feel the least bit scared compared to Resident Evil 4. Haven't bothered playing a horror game since then. It's not franchise fatigue. That game was not scary at all. It was pure action, and it was kind of fun from that perspective, but it really wanted to be a shooter, and it really needed to be a horror game. I thought it was more of a documentary on how Africa is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I did appreciate that they put in a text document that said, Oh, everybody's putting on skirts like it's festival season. And yes. like that is their excuse for why uh, all the African men are wearing grass skirts and face paint. And you'll never and forget those moments. Spears. Festival season Ooh. and, and face paint. Uh-huh. Um, are you done with that one? I didn't, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Flailing Kermit says the evil within is probably the quickest example of something uh, like this happening. The first level where you're navigating your way through an abandoned hospital while limping away from a madman with a chainsaw hiding in lockers and under desk with no other means of defending yourself, was atmospheric and terrifying. Immediately after that, though, once you're given guns and crossbows and can shoot lightning bolts, the game just becomes another third-person action shooter without too many scares. I 100% agree It becomes Resident Evil, basically. Awkward Loser says... I stopped caring about the xenomorph uh, in Alien Isolation. Xenomorphs, Xenomorphs, I believe. Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs. Correct. Uh, In Alien Isolation. I'm glad this is a two-edged sword. I know you see how it feels. In Alien Isolation, about a fourth time it teleported on screen and killed me. It wouldn't be the last time, and my real fear became wasting my time playing that game to completion. I actively got to the point where I responded to the alien killing me with... Yup, got me again, dude. And just started listening to Van Halen, Skid Row, and podcasts while playing and completely killed the mood for the remaining 25 hours. Oh, man. man. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you, you, you can't make it too easy for the monsters to get you. Like, it's, it's all about the thrill of the chase. Mm-hmm. If they catch you too often, then it's like, this isn't scary anymore. It's, it's like playing, uh, you know, I, I, I like to talk about how Echo the Dolphin on Dreamcast freaked me out with a giant shark. It's chasing me around, and I finally got over it by repeatedly throwing myself into the shark's it's mouth. It only worked so many times. Now I'm not scared. Uh, Michael Grimm is Elise says, um, or, or, or me, it was Resident Evil 4 when my friend and I, as teenagers, realized how funny it was to shoot the merchant just as he, was, he starts talking after visiting him. So he, uh, instead of saying, come back anytime. 
He'd say, come, and, and then moans. <laughs> come on! Come on! Endlessly hilarious to uh, to a bunch of sexless 15-year-old nerds. <laughs> That's perfectly appropriate with a man. Oh, you shot me. This gets me off. <laughs> oh, I, get the, I get the next one. Mm-hmm. This is a game that I've actually played. Oh. Uh, Tedidor says, Silverload for the oh, PS1. Oh, classic. The game is a joke now, but back when it first came out, its creepy tone and atmosphere powered... M- by my new PlayStation 1 was a huge leap from the 16-bit era I was used to. However, the awful voice acting and trial and error point-and-click gameplay quickly turned it into a laugh fest for me and my friends. Uh, I do nominate that for a shit show. Yeah, definitely. Holy, holy shit, the barber in Silverload? Where like, you uh, like I don't know no, he was like, Hello, sir. Welcome to Silverload. Are you here for a haircut? Why about I cut your neck? Your floor. <laughs> oh, sir is bleeding on the floor. Um, Silver Supernova says, House of the Dead 2 scared me a little when I was younger, but all that fear vanished the second I heard Goldman's voice acting. Welcome. <laughs> oh, God, which one is what? Dogs of the AMS. That guy. That's Goldman. <laughs> Lil Deuce says, I love Silent Hill 2, but there were some ridiculous puzzles in it that made it less immersive. In the prison, you find a hatch with no handle. You can't pry it open. Instead, you have to combine three items, a lighter, a wax doll, (laughs) and a horseshoe, to create a horseshoe covered in melted wax. You use the waxy horseshoe on the hatch, and it becomes a makeshift handle. It made me wonder how many other things this character tried to solve this way. I can't open the jar of pickles. Better get the waxy horseshoe. <laughs> uh, Cody, Corey Noob says, Dead Space. Dave beat me to picking that yeah, game. But whenever I got to the boss fights, the game just wasn't scary. The boss rooms were well lit and were very video gamey. The rest of the game was great, but the boss battles were not necessary and probably a mandate from EA. Mm-hmm. A uh, man riding a woman riding a motorbike said, uh, for me it was Amnesia the Dark Descent after I lost health uh, for reading a book or something. <laughs> it seemed completely arbitrary and just pissed me off. I was so angry that even though I was playing it in an almost completely empty, very Soviet-looking dorm building in the dead of winter with all the lights off, i.e. maximum atmosphere, I couldn't cre- uh, keep up my uh, suspension of disbelief and quit. By the way, am- Amnesia had probably the most replies of any yeah, game. no really because yeah. uh, like I've tried to play that game while high like three times and it freaks the shit into me mm-hmm. and then when, the further I get into it and like it's become the you know, callus builds up and like yeah. you can't do this to me like you become like seconds. Kevin McAllister in Home Alone just like shut, shut up, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fuck you <laughs> Uh, Slain Puddle says Dead Space 3's opening section where it takes one of the best horror series created last and bastardized the mechanics of the game and tried to make it a third person shooter out of it. The microtransactions and almost forced co-op didn't help either. Certainly Mm. did not. Uh, Moops says Mine was the first Resident Evil. Initially the dog jumping through the window scared the crap (laughs) out of me. But I kept laughing so hard at the voice acting that I couldn't take the game seriously. As a whole, I wouldn't consider the Resident Evil games to be very scary. I think because the world is grounded more in science fiction than the occult. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. 
Uh, Brian O says Half-Life 2's chapter We Don't Go to Ravenholm uh, is one of the is one that stopped being scary to me as soon as the Saw Blades got introduced. That was the point where the game turned into a Jiggly Havoc physics engine playground. Yeah. But what a playground! <laughs> it was a pretty great playground. Like, ah, I got a giant saw blade I can throw it at the zombies. You're saying, like, atmosphere at, at that point just goes yeah. out the window. Yeah. Uh, and then C uh, uh, Comedy says, Dead Space 2, when the Uber Morph is introduced to the game, basically wants, uh, basically wants you to run till the end of the game. This is mine, by the way. I fucking hated this. <laughs> I hated that, yeah. Well, it just it was like, I didn't know at the time that this thing was unkillable. It can't be killed. It, yeah. It's just like a 10-minute yeah, 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 sequence, yeah, yeah. and I fired all my weapons into it and get the last boss with I no ammo. when that shit happens. No ammo. And, um, all, hold on. Uh, I can at least take my guns away so I know I'm supposed yeah, to yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the speed killed... Uh, all. All that speed killed the atmosphere for me. I no longer was surrounded by the unknown, but everything. But looking for an exit and throwing stasis at everything. Uh, it worked, though, because I felt like uh, both Isaac and I had enough of the scary space station and post the, uh, post the eye poker we wanted to... Uh, what? And post the eye poker we wanted out in fast. Oh, and he's saying after the, the eye poker scene, when mm. you get poked in the eye. Uh, also, Tyler seem, uh, seemed down in this episode, so I want to say I don't agree with a lot of your opinions, but I love hearing them. Keep it up, Aww. Tyler. He won't hear this. He so. won't hear this. We should just no, tell Tyler. Tyler. You, tell him on you know, you know where he is right now? Here. He's uh, watching sports at the Extreme Pizza around the corner. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> Go Mets. Go Mets? The Mets. The Go Mets, Mets could be in the World Series and by let, the time you listen And to also, this. let's go get to meth. I'm all about the Chicago Cats. It, we... Get out of here. It's the mm. Chicago Cubs. All right. Uh, new question of the week. We're going to go with the obvious one <laughs> that Chris just suggested off camera. <laughs> I did not need the credit for this. Uh-huh. And uh, what's your favorite Cronenberg? Uh, we know everyone has one. Uh, you, you have, have a you have a, a framed picture of your favorite Cronenberg in a heart shaped frame on your mantle. You have it at your desk at your work, maybe. Yes, yes, uh, possibly in the room where you masturbate most yeah. often. <laughs> well, no, um, you're, you're at work you're and you're like, it, buddy. "Gosh, I'm I'm so tired at work today. I just need something to inspire me." Just, oh, that cute little oh, Cronenberg man. waiting for me at home. I like I like to go to CronenbergOverload.com and look at all the the pictures of Cronenbergs with the funny captions. <laughs> Cute uh, overload? Is it obvious that I'm talking <laughs> about? I am going to nominate Blue Stinger because it's okay. just a game where people like constantly get crab limbs flying out of them. Right. And a game. Uh, if I, I bought, I bought a third-party Dreamcast memory card, which at the time was a massive expense in addition to the system. It was about another 30, 40 bucks uh, for the memory. Remember that it had a VMU. If you, so yeah, I, I got, I got yeah. a third-party oh one that God, was not yeah. a VMU. Uh, didn't have the screen and it corrupted my mm. save and I lost at least forty hours of progress Ugh. and a blue stinger. Um, but at the time, it was the only, it was the next geniest game I'd ever played after Sonic Adventure. Blue Stinger, I love it. And I'm doing my best to try to think of a Nintendo Cronenberg and I really can't think of one. I'm tra- uh, racking my brain here. But what did Bowser turn into something he should? Yeah, see, yeah. In the, in How the about market? Metroid? Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, Mother Brain is... Uh, oh, yeah, Mother Brain's a pretty good Cronenberg. Yeah, okay, Mother Brain's a pretty great Cronenberg, but only when voiced by uh, Audrey Two's voice actor. Eggplant! Uh, <laughs> but also, same with, like, the giant one you fight, the transformation Mother Brain goes through in, in uh, Secret Super Metroid. I almost said Secret Metroid. Secret Metroid. In Secret Metroid, Secret Mother Metroid. Brain goes into Space Needle. But anyway, uh, Mother Brain, that, I'm going to pick that as mine. 
Uh, I'm going to say Michael Reynolds from Illbleed, uh, which I think might be by the same people who made Blue Stinger, also for Dreamcast. Uh, he is the mysterious billionaire who builds the theme park that you visit in Illbleed, where all the attractions are horror-themed and can kill you. And uh, when you meet him at the end, he just has a bizarre, like, conical alien head with, like, uh, a weird... Uh, like pink accordion instead of a mouth and big black eyes up and down the side of his head. And then the secret twist ending is that uh, you're playing as a girl named Erico Christie, who's secretly the daughter of Michael Reynolds. And uh, she pulls off her human head at the end and reveals she has a face just like him and it scares him. What and a then, twist! Then she pulls off the alien mask and it's her head underneath and she's like, Ha, I scared you, Dad. Really? That's the end? <laughs> the same developer as Spoilers! I really want to play Blue yeah. Stinger just because I love Dale Bleed. Um, mm, I'm gonna, I'm good. gonna assume that that their A was a total recall video game. Nope, no for the NES, yes. And that Quaid was, was in it, was, yes. Mm-hmm. And Quaid is a uh, Quaid not Quaid, a lot not of Quaid. Time Quato, 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 Quato is kind of a Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, he is a a human growth off of a normal person, so. Hmm. That's hey, my I'm a Tralfamadorian. That doesn't work cr- on me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Slaughterhouse Five reference. I'm, I'm done with it. It's it's a it's an episode one reference and a Slaughterhouse Five reference. What? This is Slaughterhouse Five. I don't remember what Watto's actually called, so I just called him a Tralfamadorian. Tralfamadorians are the aliens in Slaughterhouse Five. Yes, I Kept know. Billy Pilgrim captive and made him fuck up a movie right. star. Luke. I'm gonna say Quato, and that's my Cronenberg. And that's my Cronenberg is a new show coming out this uh, fall on CBS. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite Cronenberg? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or by answering under the article at videogameapocalypse.com for episode 135. Again, a Cronenberg, a weird body horror monster that uh, populates games. I don't want to hear about Bowser's or uh, fucking zombies because fuck those things. Those are cliche. Tell us your weird monster fantasies. Operators are standing by. Anyway, let's go out with a quick round of plugs. That's been our show. Chris, talk. Uh, I, I am strangely excited. We did a show this week about classic horror movie themes. It was a classic horror movie theme quiz. But for some reason, I put up... You know, if you're not friends with us on Facebook, like us on Facebook. I just put up the Beetlejuice animated intro. The world it loves me, it. Makes me outrageously happy. It's such a beautiful piece of a scary animation for kids. Uh, we talk. We, uh, the show this week, we talk about horror themes. Try and see if you can guess them from memory, and then also a little bit of insight of how they were created and who they were created by. Man, that makes it sound uninteresting, but I swear to God, it's super fun. And uh, on the YouTube pages, our reactions to the Star Wars trailer, our fresh sure. reaction. We didn't see it until that video was filmed. As Come well, and watch it at the internet be mean to us for not doing reaction oh, videos right. a-holes, man. I'm fine with it. I'm and also Why aren't you being white supremacists about it? Uh, and also, as we previously mentioned, there's Halo 5. You can watch us play the first three Back missions. Back the Future is celebrating its oh, special day. Yeah, if you're guess, a Patreon member, you got a free Back to the Future. Uh, free, that's air yeah. quotes. Uh, free Back to the Future 2 commentary waiting for you, but also a new bonus sign with our buddy Teddy Rossi, by uh, the way. If you're old talk radar yeah. fans, Teddy Rossi dropped by the studio. He's such a wicked good guest. Such a wicked piss of guest. Man, that <laughs> sounds like a great deal at patreon.com slash laser time, Chris. Indeed. And the new Talking Simpsons finally hit the world and iTunes. Oh, oh my I, god. And hey, 
all the reviews and subscriptions you can give really help us. We're already taking over the other the other <laughs> Simpsons Hold podcasts on. out. It yeah, has please. to be given context too. I don't want to destroy oh, no, these men. That we're just beating all but the Simpsons when we, competition. When we bought the URL and decided to do it, since then someone else has created a show called We Are Talking Simpsons. We're talking Simpsons. What? And, uh, and no offense to those guys, but they're the number one result on iTunes, and I can't allow it. Must kill. I think we'll overtake it, but we can only do it with your help and reviews, guys. Give it five stars. Yeah. Do all that and give a five listen. Five Bart stars. And go to lasertimepodcast.com. We have a bunch of fun stuff out there. Dave just said a top seven on uh, horror movies turned into TV yep. shows. And yeah, you want to hear more Beetlejuice and uh, see more Buffy? And also, I'm dying to put up one more Aladdin feature. We did a big one last week 15 facts you didn't know about Aladdin. Uh, which you didn't. We made sure they were facts you did not know. Yep. Uh, and there's uh, also Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast, where we talk about all the new events in the world of comic books. A lot of all new, all different Marvel talk. Definitely there. I want to use my, uh, <laughs> my, my plug space to correct my question of the week answer, because looking at a picture of Michael Reynolds now, somebody's going to correct me on this, because okay. they always do. Uh, he does not have black eyes and a pink accordion thing for mouth. He has red eyes and a gigantic mass of uh, wrinkled purple flesh and hair instead of a mouth. You should play Ill Bleed on the stream. Yeah, you should Ill play really Ill Bleed. It is, it's fantastic. It's like a Everyone should play that. Uh, but with uh, with naked theme park, I antics. never, I have not heard of this game. Really, yep. heard of it endlessly. Oh from Michael alone. I yeah, I tried to to work it into like an early games radar article about Dude, like horror but, games that up? like hilarious moments in horror games that aren't scary. So I had like the giant statue that chases you in Resident Evil Four, which is absurd. And I also wanted to do something from Illblade and uh, Christian Nutt, who now works at Gamasutra and was uh, my boss at the time was like, that game was never meant to be scary. We're going to look like idiots if we include this. Don't put Illbleed <laughs> in the list. There's a, there's a stage where you're you're uh, helping a character who's basically Woody from Toy Story yes. get back with his girlfriend, whose name is Sexy Doll, mm-hmm. who just shows her butt all the time. Yeah. And you have to save her from a Sonic the Hedgehog lookalike, but who is not Sonic the Hedgehog? I forget what his actual name is. It's it's Zodic the Hellhog. Zodic the Hellhog. Boy, this, this game is a very is... confusing game. Yeah. All right, maybe yeah. I think that does sound like a shit show stream. I think it is. Also, I, I should just add that the last episode of my ongoing Assassin's Creed series, this time on Assassin's Creed Unity, should have gone up by the time you hear this on ubiblog.com. At the very least, you can see the previous episode on Assassin's Creed Rogue or all the games before that where I talk about what makes them different. Anyway, that's been Video Game Apocalypse. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I'll be talking into this part of the microphone, the, uh, the the dick tip, if you will. Mm-hmm. I will. This is roughly where the urethra might be, where the uh, snail shell mm-hmm. meets a butt crack. Yeah, yeah, right around there, mm-hmm. and that's the part of the dick you want to talk into. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm on this mic, Henry. Let me hear your. Hey, everybody, this is Henry Gilbert. I'm talking up right. the. Uh, We're fine. You want me? To, there might be a secret sound of mine in there, but I don't envy you for having to find it. <laughs> I, I think it's the dick tip thing. Dick tip. Yep. Yeah. Dave, dick Diamond tip. Dog Dave's running dick tips. 
Dick tip, number one, private clean it. Clean it. Tip number two, don't put it in uh, sharp things. It's don't not dishwasher it. safe. <laughs> Dick tip number four, use a Q-tip to scrub out your <laughs> on an hourly basis. <laughs> yes, heard, after every time you piss. Make sure it goes all the way out your butthole. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andy Dick had a song called Dip your cock in vodka. It's a way to stay Dip your cock in vodka. Dip your cock in vodka. That's what you'll do. Dip your cock in vodka Andy to Dick. avoid the dick flow. I was in double dragon as myself as a weatherman. And then I felt up a little girl. I'm not gay. I'm gay. <laughs> but Andy Dick. Andy Dick. <laughs>